and gentlemen, I present to you the graduates of class 137. Get ready for a lifetime of being badass motherfuckers. Oh, I am. I really thought this job would have more car chases and explosions. And less homeless people doo-dooing everywhere. You guys really think this is a police matter? To get your frisbee back? Get your own fucking frisbee. Shit. 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 Yours isn't loaded, right? Huh? We're supposed to unload them first, right? You... No, that's, that's no fun. Come on. Sign says, do not feed the ducks. It's right there. Don't you... Don't. Don't. Stop it. Don't. No. You did it. Fed the ducks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 58 of the Late Film Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Richie. And here with me is Tyler. Patrick. And Kevin. And we are back. It's been a long time. Welcome to the year 2023. We are just going to shoot the shit because it's been a long time. Um, We've been talking a lot before uh, recording this podcast, but how about we just continue our conversations? No pressure. I feel like... We do a lot better with no pressure, and we just go with the flow. So, we've been talking a lot about Avatar, and I know that Kevin here has not seen Avatar yet. I have not. Um, you know, I, I remember when the movie, like, first came out, it, you know, James Cameron has had a long-lasting um, tie to my life. I remember when I was a little kid, I was at my grandparents' house, and they were watching the Titanic on VHS, which, for those of you who are familiar with the Titanic VHS, there's not one, but there's, like, three VHSs <laughs> that come in, like, a single, like, package thing. Wait, is and it, it, is it even, called the Titanic, or is it just called Titanic? I don't it even know, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like at this point, if you just say the words Titanic... <laughs> You're just gonna be embodied, like you're just your body is gonna just like release the spiritual energy to become one with the Titanic. Um, but yeah, this thing had like fucking like three VHSs, and like that's like the equivalent of like getting Final Fantasy like seven, nine, or four discs, or like five or nine on four (laughs) discs for like the PlayStation One. Like, okay, tell me why, like. Or if, you get like Lord of the Rings: Return of the King on DVD, and it came with like the the pack with like the flaps. In it. Yeah, it came with like, <laughs> like three pages, right? It was yeah. like a, it was no longer a movie; it was a book at that point. Yeah. And I love that kind of stuff, though. And I just remember like them telling me to like shield my eyes during like the drawing scene oh, in the Titanic. I, I have a memory of that too. As you a do, kid. dude. I totally peeked through my fingers yeah. at that time. <laughs> Remember a PG thirteen movie up, like girl. showing nudity like that? <laughs> you guys, I don't know. I mean, it's because it's James Cameron, so he can get away with it, right? Wait, what did you say? I, I, said, I don't remember a PG thirteen movie like showing nudity like that. Was was the loophole that it was drawn and she was like, no? But it shows of... like it shows Kate Winslet though oh, as well. I feel like not yeah. during that time of movies. Was, Nowadays, that was I weird. You can get away with boobies and PG thirteen. Yeah, boobies. You can get away with boobies and, and dongs. <laughs> Oh, Titanic has boobies, boobs, and boats. What? <laughs> the three <laughs> B's. <laughs> no, I, I think it makes sense, but 
It's like, I think nowadays you can have someone like viscerally dismembered as long as their blood's not red. Yes. And you can still get like PG-13. I guess you But can, like a boob that comes out. Dismembered, yeah. Yeah. If one boob comes out, it's over. Hey, did you guys ever watch that movie with, um, it, it, it went into the rating system in Hollywood with the MPAA and it had like Trey Parker and Matt Stone in it. Um, they talked a lot about like the like conspiracy that goes into the rating system. Are you talking about uh, this oh. film is not yet rated? Yes, yes, yeah, that yeah, movie. I, I yes, seen that document. Yeah, yes. yeah, I seen that. Yeah, it's like this. It's like the response to the Hayes Code censorship. Yeah, there's like a dozen people within that group or something, and one of them's like a, a priest, and like it's like very selective members get to be on this council. It feels like, like the Masonic Temple in a way, <laughs> which is super weird. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get on the committee of rating movies? Oh, <laughs> and you can't get in the building. Like when they were filming, like the documentary, like what's they, the standard? They're trying to figure out how to get in. Hayes Code, I guess. I think it's just it's, nowadays. I bet just CIA stuff. <laughs> I bet it's just pure agents. I'd go just whatever goes against the American hegemony is not allowed. That's yeah. what I would bet. So like obviously um, queer relationships, uh, the intimacy, uh, the way they rate int- intimacy in those kind of relationships is way different than uh, heterosexual relationships. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, that also reminds me of like the every time I go down J Street here in Sacramento, I always try to take a glimpse into the Church of Scientology. Mm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I walk. Pa- I used to walk past there all the time. Uh, that place is huge. The There's too. nobody ever in there. It's like maybe one or two people, but it, the lights are on. I'm just like, and if you, it's a really out. nice building though, isn't it? Or no? Dude, they got the money and they got the the lawyers to reap that money. Or it's like a nice. It could be nice. I can't remember, nice. it, but it's a big building, right? It's like it's a pretty damn story. It's, it's right near the Doco. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right got it. Are you are you considering joining? Fuck no, dude. Oh my god. I If it gets me in with Tom Cruise. I, I don't know why, but shove. I have like a deep fascination with like with like cults and that sort of thing cuz it's like it's it's so dangerous how easily one could like slip into that sort of subculture. Um I've listened to like a few uh podcasts on like for instance like the, like Jim Jones for instance. Mm. And uh, just various other like micro cults like that, and even like the the uh, the Mormon Church and everything like that. Um, it's it's so weird how their roots go so deep that they can like be a part of like an everyday like supermarket such as like Hobby Lobby, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like oh that's paying for you know the head of the Mormon Church is like you know uh, amenities inside of prison. At, the, at this moment and like oh Tom Cruise is probably murdered like who knows like yeah, that that guy is like the prince of Scientology Pat you don't got any conspiracies on Scientology I'm uh, surprised like, if you I don't I feel like you would I know there's this one where like the president or the main like top dude of Scientology L. Ron Hubbard uh, is it is that him okay oh, no, or it maybe it's David, not David maybe, uh, uh, maybe it's not not the is L. Ron Hutter, he's like the creator or whatever. Oh, yeah, he's, or, the, right? he's the science fiction author. Um, yeah. But there's like, whoever the head guy is now, like CEO or something uh, like that. Okay. Uh, his wife, I David think. David Miskovich. His wife um, oh, yeah, disappeared. Yeah, yeah. His wife yes. disappeared, yeah, yeah. has been disappeared for like eight years. Just yeah, like, Gerard, out of thin uh, air. The comedian Gerard uh, Carmichael made a joke about that at the Golden Globes. Asking, or it's not that she Tom disappeared. Return, Nobody's um, seen her. She hasn't right, been seen her. in the public eye in like yeah. nine years or something like that. Yeah, like and, for a, and she, I forget, I 
read some random article on it, like on Twitter. If if you ever want to, who knows? Uh, it does if you ever want to like look into it more, um, Louis Thoreau has like a really good documentary on it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that type of stuff is commonplace with like the Church of Scientology because like since they're so deeply rooted into like the you know the Hollywood system, they there's so many like actors, producers, like all that sort of stuff who are basically far well off than the common person is so they have the ability to pay for these courses that boost up their rating system inside of the church itself because that's how you gain status you pay for more courses Mm -hmm. and among like other things too but um yeah, that church is so goddamn wacky. <laughs> it's just like, and if you ever try to like talk about them or like uh, expose them or anything, they will sue you. They'll within, whack you, bro. Yeah, they'll they'll financially whack you. Yeah. <laughs> My conspiracy is I'm thankful that they had their little run with the early Tom Cruise ambassadorship when he was like he was doing the circuits and looking proper crazy. Where now they're they're kind of like subdued. I think. When I think of cults, I think of like Vatican II. I think of, uh, do you guys remember the South Korean prime minister? Oh yeah, how, how they got exposed. Yeah, she, she, was literally the, she was literally a thrall to like a communal cult witch. And there's like CIA documents saying like, oh, like this, if we want to secure relations with this ambassadorship, we just gotta like, you know, befriend her handler under the table because she's already a thrall to this church. And the recent assassination of, uh, Abe was literally a guy made a homemade like rail gun or just electronic gun in Japan to kill a guy because his mother sunk his father's his inheritance after his father passed from like service and something. She sunk all the money into the South Korean Christian Church and the whole South like like, yeah I heard about that yeah yeah South Korea is such a phenomenon like that's like the more to me that's the more out there current church stuff happening it's like Vatican II and that. (laughs) Yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing tie-in. Korean Jesus. <laughs> so if you guys didn't know, Dear uh, Jesus. in this episode, uh, I it was my pick. Yeah, it was your pick. Yeah, I wanted something light because I feel like we hadn't really done too much light films lately, and I don't, I don't since wanna... Top Secret, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably Literally. since Top. Yeah, maybe since Top Secret. I mean, we've done a few. Like... Yeah, we've done like yeah. Oh, the the Pink Cloud. That was like Pink a, Cloud was kind of yeah, like, like light. No, I mean, <laughs> really. Yeah, you're right. That movie was fucking heavy. I mean, we did uh, like Wild Tales was kind of Wild Tales was like yeah. yeah. Or we did yeah, like some, some main hard, dark, like there will be blood. We did there. I mean, that's not really no, light, no. but you know. I'm questioning why you guys it's think not it's like, light. It's now. not one that's gonna like rip your brain after you watch it, and you're like, fuck, dude, I can't even comprehend hey, uh, this. Tequila, what did we just watch that light. I couldn't? No, I couldn't comprehend. Uh, yeah, if we're having a hard time, we probably needed a light movie. Yes. <laughs> this is a great, a great pick. I was hyped for Thank this you. one. Thank um, you. Yeah, so I decided to pick 21 Jump Street, uh, directed by Bill Lord and Christopher Miller. Um, they were known for doing animated films beforehand, like the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, another film I don't recall, but um, they did the Lego movie, and it's their first live-action film. Uh, yeah. It was composed, uh, well, the story itself was developed by Jonah Hill. He um, did the story with another writer. Um, I forgot his name already. My apologies, but um, yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk about it right away? Is that how we're doing this? Um, yeah, I decided to pick a light movie today because I feel like we all needed a, a budding 
bromantic movie, you know, we're all, we haven't been together in a long time, right? This is the first time we met up in, in a while, in all like four of us. a few months, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time we met up like this. I don't know, was it your house or my house? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was your place, Tyler. At least uh, when we were all together. It's just blurs. <laughs> yeah. Because we did a three-man one last at your place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you were gone, Richie. That was that Kevin, Kevin. Oh, no, I oh, was you gone. You were gone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think it's about time we need, need needed to do something light, but also, like, just get together, just talk about random stuff, right? We were talking about, like, Avatar and... Um, we're talking about Dune and stuff, right? All these movies, these epic movies that uh, we should be watching. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, how, how have you guys been? It's been so long. Maybe we keep everybody updated. This is like the first episode we're going to release this year. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's, you guys realize that? You, you want to know what's insane is that like, it'll probably be the halfway point of January that we actually release this. Like yeah. past it, maybe. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. to me, I feel like I, I just, like, woke up. And, like, it's already, like, 2023. And, like, yeah. it's already halfway through January. Yeah, we're on the third day of January right now, right? <laughs> it's not the 18th. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the end of the year, at least for me, it was it was kind of heavy. And I'm like, ugh, man, I need something light. I'm, uh, I could pick a dark movie if I wanted because I, I tend to pick, like, much more serious or brooding movies. And I'm like... Uh, you know, I like having fun. I, I like picking like stupid comedies, and I think Twenty One Jump Street is like a really smart, cleverly dumb comedy. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't handle it right now. <laughs> I already watched a whale like a couple weeks ago. I was already <laughs> tough for me. You know, I um, I think I cried three times during that movie, and I can rec- I can actually recount each scene that I cried in. Um, Fuck, I wish I could talk about The Whale right now, mm. but I don't want to spoil it for people. Is that the, still out in theaters? Yes, it is. You should watch it. I um, do. I want to watch it. It's good. It's good. Good to see with somebody. Uh, Sadie Sadie Sink and Hong Chow were so good in the movie. I did not like Sadie Sink whatsoever. Really? Okay. I'm going to like stan that right <laughs> now. I thought her character is way too bratty. Unnecessarily is this, so. Is this the daughter in the film? Yeah, the daughter, yeah. Uh, I I thought I thought um her character I think she had the right to be the way she was. Uh, obviously, she was a not a great person in general. But um, a lot of her anger. The reason why I liked her character so much and the performance is because I I, I feel like I felt a lot of that anger as a as a teenager growing up, and a lot of it was internal, and the way she expressed it was all external. So I can see how people could be turned off by that, but um. I personally, I, I liked her, and I, I loved Hong Chao uh, playing, um, uh, I forgot his name already, but uh, playing the friend, the, yes. the nurse friend. Yeah. Oh, so many heartbreaking moments. I'm like, oh my gosh. Some of the revelations that you get. Um, there, there's like yeah. a few qualms that I have with the writing of that yeah. film, but overall, it was like one of the most like satisfying watches like in theaters of recent memory yeah. for me. And just seeing like the the just the sheer raw emotion of like certain characters just yeah. play out and it's like it cuts so deep and it like uh, holds a mirror up to your face and like i love the essay that sadie sink's character like writes 
that um, the main character like holds on to. And yeah. Oh, like, Brandon Fraser. Oh my God. If anything, just see it for. Oh He God. gives like the best. Obviously, the best performance. That of his man career. was my childhood. Yeah. Like Dude, George of the Jungle. Real. George of the Jungle. Indian. Uh, not Indian. Uh, the Mummy. Yeah, the Jesus Mummy. Christ. Ooh. Encino Man. Oh, Encino yeah. Man. Oh. I know. I didn't realize how many mo- how big he was. Oh yeah, his name is Charlie in the movie. Charlie. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then he kind of just got dropped. Yeah, he, for he, like yeah, he got kind of blackballed in a way. Yeah, D- he didn't play ball. When didn't he get uh, sexually yeah, assaulted yeah, by a certain like producer or something like that? Yeah. Oh, oh for real? Gotta, he, yeah, he did get. Uh, yeah. Oh, he no got assaulted. Way. Yeah. Um, that was really sad. Uh, what? Yeah. Similar to Terry Crews, I believe. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, and then he look, he went through a divorce. Look into it if you want. Like, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So but it, it's yeah. great to see, like, a, I, I'm a huge fan of a good comeback. Yeah. Um, and this film, like, as a whole, like, oh, it's just, and I, I, I'm I, a fan of Darren Aronofsky's work as well. I, um, I personally think The Fountain is my favorite movie by him. It's super, like, out there. I don't understand half of it. But for some reason, that film like always like locks me in. Um, just for, even for like the sheer music, like just the the musical score of it, and the way that it goes about trying to tackle ha- curing the disease of death. And I just love every, I love that movie. I want to um, see that movie. I haven't seen it. Um, oh god, I feel like I should like have us all watch it. Yeah, I heard the, it's like yeah. one of those movies. We need it's to, a perfect. We need to do episode. another uh, like Discord late film watch party. It yeah, kind of ended up. We got to find a more effective way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get one. Um, My internet's better now, but I don't think that'll help. <laughs> I, I think it's like just the, the cinema. Of what if we? Could, I wonder if we can get like a a bunch of people together and go to the. Uh, oh, the. Uh, Rent out a theater. Yeah, yeah, rent out a place, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. And then we just do like a little live recording. What if we did like a Wu Tang podcast, like full on? Like if we had like 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 eighteen homies at the theater, we all just crowd oh! around the mic. <laughs> that would be murder on the <laughs> listener, but whatever. Be like Avatar levels uh, length. <laughs> hey, remember when we did a uh, fucking Batman v Superman? That shit was long. I mean, we did like a three over three hours. Oh, Superman. Long. Yeah, yeah remember was, we that recorded, was the longest. Remember we recorded ever. that episode? It was so long. Uh, never was, again. It was like a <laughs> we, we Twilight Zone like episode. You could just we were just <laughs> caught in a in a paradigm. We could like just been in endless like time path. arguing about that movie. I felt like I was fucking climbing a mountain. I'm like, this movie's good. And everyone's like, no, you're me, fucking crazy. Me, Kevin, <laughs> me, Kevin, Pat, like, fuck no, fuck I this was, movie. It was cool. Superman destroyed like a drone. Like that's cool. I want to see Superman stop more like imperial. I'm getting PTSD seeing, now. Seeing, seeing all the like the terrorism and stuff going on in, in that film and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I still. We're treading dangerous waters yeah, right we now. Are, right? Yeah. We are treading dangerous waters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I had a good question I thought of that. Do you guys have any, since it's our first pod of 2023, do you guys have any movies you're looking forward to that are coming oh, out? Oh, yeah. The Knock year? at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan, baby. Mm. Megan's coming out. I don't I even know if I know any movies. I actually just listened to a, like a, another podcast like similar to ours. Like They did an episode on Megan. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of friends just in a car like after watching the film. It was really cool to like hear their thoughts. I'm surprised on we this. haven't done that yet. We're we're gonna do that. 
We will, and it'll be one of my favorite episodes. We can grab the Forerunner if we want some more room. Oh, we'll yes! Forerunner. Ooh, Do bring it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, it was cool, like, just hearing, like, off-the-cuff stuff about, like, Megan and everything like that. But uh, a film I'm looking forward to that I was talking about before we started recording was uh, Skin of Um To me, it seems like a completely fresh take on horror. Um, it's not... It's not relying on an existing IP. It's not existing on like a you know conventional like trope or anything. It's just completely like stripped down, just experimental. It seems experimental to me, and I love experimental shit because uh, that's how we get new things. That's how we get like new waves. Like it kind of gave like me uh, "It's a Beautiful Day" vibes. Yes, mm. yes, but way fucking scarier. <laughs> To me, um, one last thing I'll say about this is um, one of my dream projects as like if I can ever like make something again or if I somehow become like a, a director where I can like purchase like rights to, you know, make something off of something. I would love to make a film uh, or an adaptation of House of Leaves and Skinner Inc. has those kinds of vibes. Um, House of Leaves is basically this book it's three stories inside of one book and the book itself is like this amalgamation of like here i'll, I'll actually show you really quick all right kevin's getting the book oh yeah all right we got hard so copies i got it right here and you can like see it has like different fonts for um each character oh um, that's and, sick like, you see like you see like uh certain pages only have like five words on it and then it's like two words and it has like all these footnotes that are all fictional and you're supposed to take it as like some sort of like and sometimes you have to like flip the book around what? and read it and the basically the book oh. is about this guy named Johnny Truant who comes across uh, his neighbor who has passed away whose name is Zampon Zampano who is blind and he has this fictional documentary that he wrote called the Navidson Report where, um, or it's the Davidson record. I forget the two. It's been a while since I've read it. But um, inside of this other story, Davidson, uh, he's like this uh, Pulitzer Prize winning photographer. Um, he photographed like this little kid out in like some uh, third world country where they were basically malnourished and on the brink of death, and a vulture was like mm. waiting yeah. to like eat them once they pass away. But he ends up buying this house that is about like and he measures it it's five inches longer on the inside which is like weird right than it is on the outside um and he has this hallway inside of his house called the five and a half minute hallway because as you're walking down it it looks like it's much shorter than it actually is but it ends up being like stretched out and once you get inside of this doorway it's this labyrinth of just white walls and it and the house itself shifts like every X amount of minutes or anything. And they hear like this low, like groaning noise inside of the house. And so he and like a team of like two other people go inside of there with like these high eight cameras and try to like map out the interior of this house. That is like one of my dream projects is to add, is to adapt this story into a film. And Skinner Inc has those kinds of vibes to me where it's just like super lo-fi, a camera like with like a flashlight on the wall and like just embodying like these 
this weird vibe of the unknown. So that's one film that I'm really looking forward to seeing that is only playing for like two weeks here. And I'm gonna see it either this weekend or like next week. I'm not gonna see it. Hell yeah, let's uh, fucking do it, man. Sounds scary though. I'm with Tyler. Sounds very uh, scary. You, you, uh, I'm a, scared. A good precursor would be watching his short film Heck, because he basically utilizes, uh, sim- I think, similar techniques. You know, you'll, you'll there's like a camera just pointing towards like an object on the ground, and it's like sitting there for like a minute long, and you're just Ooh, stuck in the dark. And count me in. That's kind of how like how it is, or See, maybe like a TV is randomly on, and it's just. That sounds like jump scares to me. It's, yeah, there's no jump scares, at least See, from what I've seen. That's the most yeah. scary part. That's the worst about shit. It. <laughs> and the whole plot, it's like a kid is stuck in the house, like with no lights, and he can't get out. He can't even escape. Like, can't leave the house. The, everything's locked, and he's just in darkness. Oh, See, that's like uh, a primal form of terror, where it's like you're just like this mortal being inside of like these set conditions where you cannot rally against it you you're just like stuck inside of it mm. and to me that is more terrifying than the fucking like purge or than like some fucking like weird hereditary thing like none of that stuff could ever happen in reality whereas like i find reality to be more to be far more terrifying than like my imagination at times but then again like the imagination can like wield its own terrors in its own ways but Skin of Marink looks fucking awesome, and I really want to see it. But uh, what other films are you all like wanting to see? I want to see Scor- Scorsese, uh, Scorsese's new film, Flower, uh, Killers of the Flower Ooh, Moon. Oh yeah! I think it should be coming out later this year, like late in the year. Uh, really what is it about? That. Leo, it's about the Leo conspiracy DiCaprio, right? of like, um, I think like the FBI or CIA are like sending out like hits on these native american people to kill them so that they can like take their land or something like that something like that i don't i honestly don't remember like the whole story but it's based on a true story um i think leo was supposed to play like a villain or something was supposed to but um i think he's taking the lead role now i don't remember but um should be i mean it should be a very important movie to watch right scorsese um the fact that he still doesn't have like power in hollywood to make these kind of films is kind of sad Cause he's like one of our like most important films. Really, you don't think so? He doesn't. No, he had to actually shop the script for a long time. Mm. Like Apple, How? he shopped it at Apple. They, I think they turned him down. I think he's. I think it's coming How? out on Netflix, right, or something. I honestly he's, don't remember. He's a part of the old generation. People don't want movies no more. People, yeah, they want intellectual properties repackaged as movies. Yeah, he has less power than say like Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, I yeah billion percent believe that. And yeah, um, yeah, he's no James Cameron, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> he hadn't made a studio billions of dollars, um, which is unfortunate because he's a great filmmaker. No, he makes classics. So many and hits. Anything you guys are looking forward to? I'm I'm in a weird situation where I'm so ignorant of like new films. Like yeah. the whale snuck up on me. I'm so I'm going through a backlog, and I found on YouTube a new source to rip from. Is <laughs> the Austin Film Society? Ah, mm. they have great trailers and little like advertisements for their monthly showings in Austin, but mm. like they're they're really well crafted trailers, and there's like there's like Vigil from '84, which was just like a striking imagery of like a young girl and like I don't know if it's post apocalyptic like Scandinavia, but it's like big green hills hinterlands, right? And there's just like a guy who like doesn't speak and he's like carrying another man over his shoulder, and like slumped and he's just pursuing the girl and like 
from what I saw in the trailer, she's like running and like hiding out in like abandoned little farmhouse factory or houses as he's still like just just like constantly approaching, carrying like I don't know if it's her father or she. For some reason, he's like fireman carrying, but one-handed because he's like six four. It's like a big guy, and it's like yeah, it's like a, looks like a little like post-apocalyptic horror. That's supposed to come out this year. This is from '84. I'm going through the backlog. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm like, <laughs> that's still like that's, so you're that's a new me movie. You don't have either. any idea any movies that have come <laughs> yeah. out this year. Literally none. Literally. <laughs> you're gonna go the opposite way. <laughs> I'm going back to stuff I missed. Like that's Vigil, all about Lily Chocho. I can't. I can't really think of anything coming out in 2023 either, but I was gonna say uh, I wanted to go watch uh, Babylon, but oh, I heard that I heard Damien that movie. Chazelle, yeah, right? I heard that movie bombed. Like, yeah, it did. I think yeah. Avatar probably had something to do with it, and then yeah, it's Damien Chazelle, and he made uh, what Whiplash mm-hmm. and uh, La, La, La La Land. First Man. Did you guys watch La La Land? I haven't no, seen all of it. Dude, film that movie I've is great. First Man. I yeah. love that movie. So you're basically saying fuck movie. James Cameron for. Uh, for bombing Babylon, <laughs> but I think part of the reason because I looked, I was gonna go watch it um, like a week and a half ago. Like me and my buddy were just texting, like, "Yo, let's go watch Babylon." And it was like nine thirty, and there it's was a, a showing at ten. Yeah, and then we looked at the showing, which normally three. I don't give a shit about three hours, but it was like yeah. ten fifteen was the show time. So you know, thirty minutes, twenty minutes previews. You're not gonna get out till one thirty. Yeah. So I had to like open work. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, let's go another mm-hmm. night. But I think is that's probably. I feel like that's got to be a huge, play a huge Margot role Robbie. in people not wanting to go watch it. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Yeah. I but heard I mean, that. Brad, movie Brad Pitt's takes... in it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, and Toby it Maguire's gives me it. like uh, like Wolf of Wall Street or like even like Lost Illusions vibes, where it's like you know that that inevitable fall is coming yeah, and okay. to where like it looks like a huge party, huge mo- like party movie of their. You know, rise and then yeah, if, yeah. it's got to be the eventual fall, have right? You, have Have you guys ever been at a party where you know it starts off slow and then it gets to be like really like going? And, and you're like, this like, isn't gonna last. Yeah, and then like cops are coming. Do you ever be like, are have you any of you ever found yourselves to be like one of the last people like up at mm-hmm. the party itself? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that film has that kind of vibe. Yeah, where it's like everybody else is like falling asleep and then you're just kind of like by yourself. Like at a party, yeah, because definitely gives me vibe. Like you could tell they're doing like you know they're doing fucking blow and they're going crazy. I heard that the final stretch of the movie is like an entirely other film. See, that sounds that's fucking my, great. Yeah, that's what that's what Jezzer told me. He said that the film itself. Oh, he saw it. Yeah, did yeah, he like it? I think he liked it. Um, it. It was a while ago that he told me about it, but I was like, everything he was telling me, I'm like, oh fuck, like I gotta watch this movie, <laughs> like. Because it, it seems like it's going out on a limb to produce like some sort of like new perspective on it or something that we haven't. Well, seen and it's before. about isn't it's about like the rise of our Hollywood in the twenties mm-hmm. and, and and I heard Brad it, Pitt play, it, plays like the biggest actor in the world at the time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I I heard it's humorous too, which is like even better because mm-hmm. it's like it's not just limited to like one thing. See, I'm I'm of the opinion L.A. falls into the Vegas, like unless you're David Lynch, like those are like abject like artifacts of decay and corruption well, <laughs> manifest on the earth. But that's why the vibe I got was like a celebration of hedonism. Even no, 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 no. The ending diverts. The, that's the thing, though. I heard that the final stretch of the film turns into a Lynchian nightmare. Okay. In a way. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, I like the. 
I feel like when you make a movie about Hollywood like that, like I want you to expose Hollywood, but also give me the, you know, I'll take the grandiose and the, you know, the high society lifestyle for a little bit. It balances itself out. Like give me like under the Silver Lake vibes. Oh, a part of that. Mm -hmm. That'd be sick. Well, speaking of Margot Robbie, uh, I'm interested in seeing Barbie. Oh yeah, Barbie's. Oh yeah, that's my movie. Barbie. (laughs) Yeah. I get to see. I can see the next literally me character. But yeah, uh, you're Ken. I wish. I'm about to look. I'm about to look up a little 2023 list real quick. But yeah, I, I I've been making a backlog of like there's a there's like Faust, some surrealist 70s film. But you know, Patch, we gotta go see the new M Night Shyamalan movie, man. That's uh, that's that's very much knock on my radar. The, knock at the cabin. It's on my radar. I, I'm gonna read the novel after I finish the movie because apparently. The, the story itself is like nuts. Yo, have you ever cocaine bear? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that looks fucking. Tight. I think that's like a horror thriller. Yeah, following. If a you bear. got the balls to make a movie like that, and it's really like catching Elizabeth, traction. Elizabeth that's Banks gotta be good. It's gotta be good. It, I, it's the class, It got to be good in the way like Sharknado is good. Yeah. Know. Well, yeah. I never saw Sharknado. I feel like that movie's real. Human, shit or human centipede? It's, it's Cent- bad, human centipede. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad, but it's fun. You know, like you know what you're getting when you yeah. go into that movie. I think <laughs> cocaine bear is gonna be exactly like that. Yeah, just give me a bear on cocaine for like yeah. an hour and a half. <laughs> that sounds fucking great. <laughs> I'm down to see that. Uh, Fast and the Furious ten. Ten. Oh yeah, fuck that. Uh, David Finch John coming Wick out with a new four. Movie. Oh, okay, I haven't seen the third one yet. John Wick's pretty cool. That's just entertaining. David Fincher's coming out with The Killer with Michael Fassbender. Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. Christopher Nolan coming out Oppenheimer. That Uh, actually looks pretty dope. That looks better than than Tenet. That's, it's like, no, has... I wasn't a big fan of Tenet. Emotional. No. Interstellar. No, Interstellar did... High Life... High Life 360 dunks on Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> Literally almost the same movie. And like High Life is Globetrotter in it. And I haven't seen High Life. Movie, no, High Life. High Life Wait, what, who is High Life? What is High- Robert Pattinson? He's on the it prison. has uh, Robert Pattinson in it and uh, Claire Denis. Yeah, that movie, that movie is I think, dark, though. So Interstellar is like it, an it's, adventure it's, film. It's the sci-fi yeah. movie where it has a bunch of prisoners on side of like a, a space station. And I forget, like, are they like the last people or no? No, um, they they're on the experimental. Oh yeah, they're like prisoners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah basically they're they're, they're, like, they're expendable, right? Yeah, yeah. For like this uh certain mission that they're trying to they're like, like set a suicide out squad. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they achieve the yeah. speed of light travel. Hmm. There's like some false promise that after they serve their sentence. Is this Robert Pattinson post Twilight? Yes. Yeah, it's really sick. Yeah, it came out a couple years ago. So I think it came out after uh, Good Time as well. Yeah, it's like. My movie of that year, for sure. I remember we saw that. I we remember saw it in theaters together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie was I, disturbing. Mm-hmm. That was, that yeah, was with Juliette Binoche's yeah. moments, like, yeah. where she's, like, in that weird, like, echo Witchy chamber. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's... Mm-hmm. Oh, Dune Part 2 comes out this year. Oh, man. Okay. Sick. I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's also another movie that's out right now called Brokers, or Broker. By uh, Hirokazu Koreida with uh, Song Ke- Song Kang Ho. Oh, it. okay, I heard of this one. Uh, I think it's playing that tower right now, um, or it's going to be playing soon. Um, that's another one I'm looking forward to. Um, 
<laughs> this one sounds really good. This is rated R, and it's called Strays. It's an animated movie, and it says an abandoned dog teams up with other strays to get revenge on its former owner. And the cast, top four cast is Jamie Foxx, Will Ferrell, Will Forte, and Isla Fisher. <laughs> they they make that movie who's, every year. Who's who's directing that? <laughs> no, that sounds great. Wait, what 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 is that? They make rated Secret R? Life of Pets. No, but that's not rated R. Uh, Secret well, Life of Pets is we've we've reached the, the give me Secret Life of Pets rated R with Will Ferrell we, and we've reached Jamie Foxx. We've reached what's the film with yeah. the food sausage party? We've re- we've reached the sausage party of the yearly yeah. pet movie. <laughs> Wait, but sausage You're party? Right. We don't get a sausage party every year. I mean, sausage party though, I feel like is more silly. Like that's that Seth Rogen comedy. I was, where, connected, I like, was, that was like the I was, I was debating like is Twenty One Jump Street like towards the end of the successful Hollywood comedy? Because nowadays they're tanking. Like, bros didn't have an audience. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess so. I mean, well, anything that like that Jonah Hill group makes, like with Danny McBride and yeah, James Franco obviously isn't really gonna like, make anything for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Jonah's uh, in the transformation. But like, if it's not them, that group or like Will Ferrell's what, crew, is Will Ferrell still got it? That Hollywood. I haven't seen the Holiday movie where he's trying to capture that. Elf I, magic I turned it Reynolds. on for like 20 minutes during Christmas time, and I was just like, I can't fucking. Yeah, okay. I just wasn't in the mood. It's just so like yeah, cheesy. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of movies we cannot come with, come up with yet. I don't but know though. Yeah, it like, seems like it, it might be uh, a good year for films. I'm trying to think of because um, oh, yeah. fuck, there's the Super Mario movie. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Oh boy, and I think uh, Wes Anderson's coming out with something as well. Uh, Asteroid City. Uh, Ari Aster, your favorite director, Kevin? Oh, God. Uh, Bo is uh, something afraid. I personally hated Hereditary. <laughs> like, I've said it before on the podcast. <laughs> I fucking hate Hereditary. Anyone who's like, oh, this movie's so scary. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, get out of here. What are you talking about? This isn't scary. Fuck this that, is all bro. just like fucking. Der- that shit's scary, Kevin. You know what? It might be scary in like a cult, like, weird way. You know, like, why is the mom flying? Like, oh, he's going to cut his... Okay, you know, Did you like, watch whatever. Midsummer? No. Oh, okay. But I'm, I need energy. to. I, I like Midsummer. <laughs> I, I liked I, it better than Hereditary. I, I, I want to watch it. I just haven't ever gotten around to it. And I will hold off on casting Ari Aster as, like, my least favorite director, modern director, uh, up until that moment. Okay. So uh, is great. I mean, what was least, that? Uh, Florence Pugh, she's great. At least watch it for her. Timothy Chalamet, Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I heard Timothy Chalamet hasn't like auditioned for a role for like seven years. He just gets whatever he wants. He's like the modern day Leonardo DiCaprio where he was, just gets whatever roles he wants. Leo was he in, was like he in that Nebula? No, Leo's bit. great. I fucking love Leo. I, I mean, the, I mean no, that Leo as a, is as a light compliment. Years better than Timothy Chalamet. I mean, yeah. like uh, as an up and comer, you know? Like he doesn't he need just, to take he's just like, uh, the, the cute young boy heartthrob. He's he's no, peaking now, I think for he's sure. A, he's a good actor. I liked him in Doom. I Tyler, think he's peaking as well. I think he peaked in NYU. Maybe. Wait, who? NYU. He peaked in Call oh. Me by Your Name. He peaked when he was called Timothy Chlamydia. Yeah. Oh, the new. Is he a uh, nipple baby? That's always what I'm curious about. The new yes, Into okay. the Spider Verse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which I feel it got like moved. that it, movie. Did that movie? Was that movie the catalyst to the multiverse craze I think we so. have now? I think because of that really movie. Good. I think that movie, uh, no every home. Marvel, because that movie was that not made Morgan. by Disney or like Marvel. Yeah. yeah. And then Marvel just 
saw the success that that film had and was like, oh, bro, we go crazy with Phase 7 of the, the next one. Nicholas Cage, we lose Nicholas Iron Cage Man, is not going to be in this We're not going to have though. Robert Downey oh, Jr. Spider-Man anymore. Noir. we got to do something crazy. <laughs> you think they're going to bring back Robert? I mean, I don't even watch Marvel movies, really, but I feel like they're not as good ever since uh, Iron Man's not in it. Yeah. Mm. Like, every Marvel movie that comes... I used to be interested in him, like, if it was, like, Iron Man... I like Paul Rudd and Ant-Man. He's cool. Oh, yeah, they raised a new Ant-Man. I haven't seen any Marvel movie in a while since, like, Shang-Chi or something. I don't remember, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of phased out now. There's just too much, dude. Yeah, just, the, the superhero genre. You didn't love the Internals? I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Internals. I love the Eternals. Uh, a modern movie that came out recently that I actually really enjoyed was Pinocchio. I've only heard good things. By uh, Guillermo del Toro. I think it's like a proper return to the to those kinds of like uh, children's movies that don't really treat you like a child. You're not interested in the one uh, in the Pinocchio with Pauly Shore. (laughs) (laughs) Pauly Shore? Yeah. What? I think he voiced uh, Pinocchio. Oh, what? is that the one yeah. where he has that? Uh, this is like a whole viral thing. Like when when you watch the trailer and you hear Pinocchio's voice for the first time, and it's like fucking Polly Shore. What? No, you hear this? It's amazing. Wait, it's like, you, you saw? Is, you, uh, is that the one it? where he's like, "Father, I want to see the outside world." Yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that one. Isn't that the one with uh? uh it's like a famous Italian actor. Oh, it's a Pinocchio, a true story. It came out in uh, recently, 2021. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like father. Yeah. Why does <laughs> yeah. it sound like that? <laughs> oh, it's a Russian film. I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the most recent uh, Pinocchio film. That one was really good. I enjoyed like a lot of the set design on that, um, and it just had a really really it, it cuts deep it cuts deep on a lot of uh, messages and yeah definitely check it out it's got a lot of great music it's well worth seeing that, rem- that reminds me there's a uh, I think it's Spanish based Cartoon Network anthology stop motion like horror whoa yeah it, I from the stills I seen it looked amazing but it's like I don't think it ever came over here but it's like fully stop motion fully it's like a little anthology where there's like a little there's like a, it's kind of like the Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. but it's its own thing. And it looks really good. Oh. I, I, I was like, oh, I want to like see this. And like you look up clips, it's just all Spanish. Like maybe they dubbed it since then, but you got to do subtitles. And yeah, I had like a small viewing because it was like only in Spanish speaking countries, which is like, you know, from the border south and maybe some of Spain in Europe. Hmm. But yeah, that just reminded me of that, like similar vibe completely, which is stop motion still around? Do they do it all with computers now? Uh, with this film, I don't think they did it with entirely. They did it with uh, Kubo and the two strings. That was computers, mm-hmm. but it made the look stop motion, or was it stop I, motion? I would assume. Okay. I would assume it was computers. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. But I was gonna say, have any of you guys watched the new season of Rick and Morty? I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Do you have Hulu? Yes, dude. Watch it. It is. I, I feel like the, this new season in... is so good. They're like, dude, no, you don't like Rick and Morty. I stopped watching on season two. Why? That's I. It lost the magic fast. Dude, oh my god, Pat! I'm just telling you, it gets so much better. They get past like, it's it's not even a show. Like now, in like season six, there's like there's like an episode where they break the fourth wall. Like the whole episode, 
which is just fucking hilarious. And then they have like a full like meta episode where like everything is just super meta. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel like that episode, it's like specifically you would really fuck with. Like, I don't know. It's just something about, something about the whole, the Roland team now, like doesn't hit with me no more. I feel like though, I don't know. I feel like once you get, the first like three seasons, I feel like is what got everybody hooked. Where I feel like now it's not as big anymore because they've kind of gotten smaller. They've gotten past that point of just like Rick and Morty on like new monster of the day, like traveling just, to a different galaxy. Now yeah. it's that the, now the, it's like they're aware of their, like, yeah. of like them being a, a a show, a TV show, and everything, and viewers watching them and shit. See, I I'll get like thumbnails of like. Rick and Morty power rankings, and that's where I'm like, I'm I'm so tapped out of the whole. I, I'm so I, surprised by that. I feel like do, do Rick and Morty is right up your alley. There's one reason why. Smiling Friends came out, and if you guys haven't, I cannot recommend Smiling Friends enough. A little 12 episode, 15 minute run on Adult Swim. It's from a YouTube animator that I've been a fan of for like years, and he finally made it big in Hollywood. And I can't re- recommend that enough. I that I don't know. I just doesn't. Rick and Morty lost it for me. It it's doesn't Smiling Friends on HBO. I feel like it's something good to yeah. just throw on I in the I've background, seen, though. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I've seen it on my list. That hits that Rick and Morty like itch of like a dumb cartoon that I just find humorous. See, that's the thing. Okay, I feel like after season three, it's no longer a lot of dumb shit. Like it. I like the dumb shit, but then I don't know. Just like the I mean, first it's season still was dumb perfect. Shit, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think you should give it another shot. I, don't, they, I think it peaked so early. Like that episode where it's like they watch TV in the dimen- whatever the dimensional thing. Interdimensional cable. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was like, like one of the best episodes. And then I finished season two. I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm pretty much done with this. I've seen it twice In the first now. like three seasons, it's not really a uh, like a linear show. And then, they, and then it just linear. starts becoming completely linear though after like season no, three. I don't, I don't, don't care about the characters. Don't doubt, don't doubt Dan Harmon. I Dan. doubt Dan Harmon <laughs> so you, much. Have you seen Community? Have I, you seen Community? I doubt. I doubt him. I, have, I personally did not like Community. No way. It's so like good. It. Community was like all right, it. but Dan Harmon, he, he's. I don't know. I damn. I'm telling you, Pat. No, this is season in a movie. Yeah. Pat, let me just. Does seem sincere. Pat, let me just give you my Hulu log, and I'm going to show you this one episode because I know you're going to enjoy it. Next time I'm over, we'll watch it. There you go. All right. All right. Hey, Nic- Nic- Nicholas Winding Refn has a, a TV series called uh, Copagan Cowboy yeah, or something. Yeah, that's something that's anticipated for me right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah, it just came out like oh, oh it five came days out ago. Already? It, it came out like oh five days God. ago. And then soon enough, Last of Us will be here as well. Oh, that's this, um, this oh Sunday. Oh, my God. Yeah. This Sunday it comes yeah, out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should just do a watch party. So by the time you guys party? listen to this yeah, episode, you guys want to come up? Oh, shoot. I'm down Sunday? To watch it. Yeah, I'm down to watch it. I have a three-day weekend. <laughs> we've, we've seen the story. <laughs> I haven't, I've never played the game. Uh, Pat, oh, stop okay. being a hater. It's no, what's The that? Last of God Us. God damn it. Rick and Morty Pascal. and The Last of Us, Pat? I, I played the game. What do you want from me? <laughs> if it was a Death Stranding movie, I'd be like, I got to play the game. I don't want to watch the movie or the show. You don't like Pedro Pascal? I want to see what's is it Station Thirteen? Pat, Pat. Station Eleven. Station, Station Eleven. That's Richie recommended. That yeah, that's me. way that higher on my good. list than The Last of Us. Dude, why oh, haven't you watched oh, Station shit. Eleven? Station yet? Eleven I've got me anything. through the beginning of of the pandemic. Like it was, I, I think it's only like what, like eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah, something like that. 
but it's it's such a great concept. Oh it, God, it goes show, into like, like Shakespearean like acting and like I I I love like the um how scaled down it is and to the point where and even the way it like tells the story itself um I like how restrained it is. And Pat, I think that you would really enjoy the film, okay. or not the film, the series. series. Yeah. It does feel like a film, though. It's like an eight, almost feels like an eight, nine hour like uh, f- movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's on my it's list. The only thing highly, watched, highly recommend it. Yeah. The only thing I've really watched recently is like The House on Netflix with that little stop motion short anthology. Oh, too. oh, the um, yeah, 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 yeah. The it's like animals or something, or like they're creatures. Yeah. The, it's, yeah, yeah. They're contain separate stories with different creatures, but it's all about a singular house. I've heard of that, yeah. It's it's decent. It's a good watch. Is Mia Goth a part of that voice cast or something? Most likely. Have you, no. did, did you guys watch Pearl, by the way? No. That's that was, another one. I think Pearl and X are, are those two are two films that I've been watching. I was up see. there for like you know one of the better film stuff come out last year. Yeah. Uh, Mia Goth. Um, yeah. Isn't she's she? Great. She's, she's great. coming out in like another. Uh, there's like another Cronenberg, uh, Brandon Cronenberg's, yeah, Brandon Cronenberg's uh, film. upcoming film. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't seen, um, Possessor yet. I, I think that should, that would be a really good, uh, late film episode. He, he's, yeah. I, I've been wanting to see that and, uh, Crimes of the Future. Um, Pat, you and I saw, what's it called? Videodrome. Uh, Videodrome at, yeah. at, uh, Dreamland Cinema back up. in like August or like September or something. Yeah. Way back. And that was the first Cronenberg film that I've ever seen. Um, what do you think of his? Uh, uh, of like, his I don't think I've ever seen a Cronenberg film. Body horror. That's it's what he's known for. It's really nope. out there too. Never like, even aside from like the body horror, like the the overall feel of it is just really. It feels wacky in a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like very. Um, oh gosh, I can't. He did think the fly of, with yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Oh okay. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's I, good. It's he's good. Is dark leaf humorous at times too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that? that's yeah. that's the key point of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's that other body horror film? I didn't watch it, but I wanted to do it for the pod. The I thing? think it was a a Lars von Trier movie. Oh, uh, the the house something. Uh, Are you talking about was that? It's the like house a, that Jack, no, was the it house that Jack built? Yeah, that's that house. Yeah. Was that? I don't think that was a body. That was a, that that's wasn't. A body or it didn't tell like movie? a bot or like based off of. What I read, what the film was about, it sounded like it would it's, be It's about, horror. like, a serial killer who, like, goes on, like, a... I heard it was pretty gnarly, though. I think my homie told me about I couldn't a certain watch it. scene. Because <laughs> I, I think it, it sounded pretty fucking gory to me. I, I feel weird supporting Lars von Trier sometimes. Yeah, I don't know you guys. It, isn't he, like, an anti-Semitic? Wait, Lars von Trier was... Yeah, and he also... Lars von Trier was... Dogville. Dogville. Yes, thank you. And he also ab- yeah, definitely he made, abused Bjork. Yeah, on, he made comments the about the... Yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, I don't agree oh, with some of the shit he said. So. Is, is Hitler comments? Yeah. Yeah, melancholia. And what? Yeah. That was about Dogville. Oh, even, even, I think it was during like an interview yeah, yeah. on melancholia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst was Yeah, uh, she was like right there. Next, yeah. yeah. I, I, but the guy is fucking problematic to say the least. Like, I've been wanting to watch the series that he makes that is on is supposed to be like parallel oh to like yeah Twin I, know, Peaks I know what you're talking about kingdom. it was like a sequel to his uh the o- older series or mm-hmm. something right and but it's called the kingdom 2 now and yeah. it's on movie um i've been wanting to watch that but it's like kind of having you're having to like separate the artist versus like the artwork itself i, I stand by von Trier fully i give him a full backing because when he's saying i understand hitler now he's looking <laughs> it's dogville we watched it 
If you cheered at the end of Dogville, you're you guys are supporting Hitler. <laughs> oh, I, did, I, I didn't know. Uh, no, yeah, that's why it's, they're doing like they're doing SS like kicking down the doors and sh- killing civilians. But you're through through what's uh, Hope's experiences through uh, wait is Hope uh, Nicole Kidman's character? Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah. Well, are you okay with Kanye West's comments? I think Kanye West needs help. But <laughs> sure <laughs> doesn't need help. I think Lomventure is aware enough that he's saying stuff with his films, and people are like, oh, you're saying Hitler's right? He's like, no, I understand. It's one thing to understand something. It's another thing to say, like, just from Dogville alone, I gotta stand the guy. All I say is, watch Dancer in the Dark. Is that the one? I don't know about the Bjork And as Bjork, and just look into the Bjork stuff, and you might think differently. I know she stayed... She dropped movies completely. Yeah, she dropped, and, and she Bjork is easily one of my favorite oh. favorite actors of all time. Like, was she only in like in two Ju- movies? Yeah, two she was only movies. in the Juniper Tree, and then also uh, in, of course, Dancer in the Dark. Mm-hmm. But Dancer in the Dark was like one of those films that I watched with, uh, you know, when we used to do like the thirty days, oh yeah, thirty films challenge. That was the movie that like really stuck with me for one of the months that I did it, and man. That film was like a fucking gauntlet of emotions Um, because her character is going blind throughout the entire film. Isn't it a musical as well? Yeah, it's a musical too and she composed the music for it and there's it's like fully choreographed in like um, Denmark. Uh, I I think it takes place in Denmark, but um, it's like on the outskirts of like some industrial like, you know, warehouse that she like works at and she can't She's like losing her like faculties of like op- or of uh, operating the machinery, and she's trying to like support her son. From what I remember, I'm pretty certain that she has a son in the movie. It's been like a few years since I've seen it, but man, that movie hits. Which is why I feel so conflicted with Lars von Trier because it's like, and, and, as long as he's in Woody Allen or Weinstein, um, Wait, I'm gonna support so, the guy, <laughs> regardless of his statements. I'm still. You said. If you cheered at the end of Dogville, you support Hitler. Yeah. So this would be a spoiler. Can I say a spoiler for Dogville? Yeah, yeah we did an episode on Dogville okay. a long time ago. So <laughs> yeah. the spoiler, whole fucking town rapes her. Yeah. And then they all get fucking shot. Whereas, like, in... Well, in not, not the whole... Like, I think 90% of them... Like, Nazis were just killing innocent people. Not all those people raped the same chick in the town. No, but it's it's, it's hope is also... That's, that was my only reason for cheering. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying... And then I realized, I was like, damn, all these, like, kids are dying and shit. That's pretty fucked. Yeah, yeah no, Babies it's, are getting shot. You know, baby don't need to be shot. But, like, yeah, dude, that's going to be a sound bite. Rape the chick, sure, man. Babies don't need That'd be great if we had fucking cancer. That you, baby was baby was unless, that, hey, unless that baby was going to be Hitler. Oh, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. But, no, that, but that's it's, okay, <laughs> we need to watch Come and See in that case, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's, I haven't it's, seen that either. I it's, it's, watch. Yeah, it's one it's of the greatest the anti-war of films of all yeah, time. No, I see what yeah, no, I see what you're saying, though. And then as well as, but, like... What, to why I feel like the reason you cheer in that moment is because of everything that happens to... That's why the film ends with the shots of American poverty and the Great Depression through the 80s, I think. God, res- that's a it's, good movie. Dude. It's resonating the evil presence. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good movie. Like you don't realize that's a good movie till you talk about it. Because when you're watching it, when I was watching it, I was like, what the "Fuck, are we watching?" This movie's filmed in a goddamn parking lot. <laughs> in, a, in a warehouse parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it's just happening? a sound floor. 
<laughs> teeth on the ground. Literally, like it felt like we where we uh, filmed Mannequin. Okay, so. <laughs> Like, is this at my grandpa's warehouse? <laughs> you know, I will say, uh, in that kind of dovetails into Lars von Trier is Thomas Vinterberg, who was also a part of uh, the Dogma '95 mm. movement. Oh my God! Oh yeah, he did that uh, one film um, in handheld. Uh, shoot, I already forgot the name. Um, but yeah, now you're talking about the Dogma '95. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we watched what uh, is what the is Dogma '95 oh, yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he did uh, uh, the hunt. He did uh, the uh, celebration, right, or something? Yeah. Uh, 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 I feel like an idiot for not knowing. Pulling something I, I think it's with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, with Dogma Mads Mikkelsen. It's um the uh, fuck. I, that was one of my favorite movies that I saw last year too. Um, uh, I'm so bad with remembering names, but uh, yeah, we watched The Hunt by Vinterberg like when we first started up the uh, the the podcast, mm-hmm. and I watched that following film. Yeah, he did the another round and yeah, the, another the, round. The celebration was uh, yeah, it's when he was doing that challenge thing, but he clearly they clearly all cheated because they didn't follow all the rules. But, but um, to go back to your question though, Dogma ninety five was like basically like this uh this credence. That uh, or this creed that a select group of filmmakers had to like follow, where it's like you can't use uh, digest or uh, like not like digestic, spectacular, yeah, non effects, yeah, like yeah, any like sort of like sound has to be like where the character actually is. Mm -hmm. You can't use like different like forms of like uh, visual effects or like anything like that. Like it has to be super stripped down. Which, hey, that's that's great. You know, limitations breed creativity. Um, but I feel like Vinterberg really, really came into his own with like telling like these very, uh, stripped down stories, especially with like another round, like that movie. I love that film. I think they're um, trying to do an American remake of it re- oh, with Leonardo really? DiCaprio. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, I mean like, hopefully it goes well, but I, Wolf I Wall loved, Street too. I love <laughs> the original, like, Titanic um, too. uh, fuck. Yeah. There's, oh man. I want, I want to dig myself. <laughs> I'll get my statement completely out there before there's any... Like, <laughs> right, how do you say your statement and then we'll... That supports uh, Pat, anti-Semitic uh, Lars Von Trier. Episode 59, Pat is not here. He was canceled <laughs> last week. <laughs> Dogville, the character's name is Grace. That's why I forgot to mention. And then it's, it's the radicalization of Grace, literally the benevolent pacifist that she's suffering all these abuses, is meant to mirror the rise of the... Uh, the outsiders, the, uh, the especially under current just, systems of power and hierarchy, from mm-hmm. from the monarchies to capitalism, there's there's winners and losers, and those outsiders just, then pursue radical beliefs, and that's what Grace goes through. She's she's treated like the absolute lowest low, yeah. and at the end, she's given the opportunity of like, isn't it your duty to you know do what you view now as justice against these people who have wronged you, which is a perception. And then it, it mirrors the rise of authoritarian regimes everywhere. Okay, yeah, I see that. That's what, sure. and that's why when she's like, okay, yeah, go down there, machine gun them all, and then and she's Blast also, them. yeah, she's like, take kill the kids in front of the mother, and if she doesn't cry, she can live. This is this is part two of our re- review of um, Dog 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 okay. I just wanted to clarify. That's <laughs> what I meant by if yeah, you're this cheering Twenty One Jump Street, you if you're cheering no. with the grace, you're cheering for the uh, like the death squads rising against your perceived. Mm. Uh, oppressors, oppressors, or? yeah, mm. which parallels to like obviously every authoritarian rise. They view themselves as the oppressed rising against 
Oh, whatever. man. Yeah. This adds a whole other dimension to Dogville for that, me. Yeah, and that's why and the, the credits are played over, like, American Depression, like, just pure poverty. That was, oh. like, a little ominous lo- looming figure of, like, you know, like... Like, we have it so bad. There's there's such exploitative nature here already that th- if there's a blowback, it's going to be bigger. Wait, but he can make a great movie to you, but he can still be criticized for other stuff, right? Yeah, but I don't think his... When he's saying, I understand... I think his statements mirror Dogville statements of like if you watch Dogville you come away with the same perception of mm. yeah it's like when you read a book about Hitler you're not like Hitler's number one fan but you're right. studying like the history and the rise of fascism okay. yeah it's like what Come and See is about as well it's like it's, it's, yeah, it's not a celebration of war at all you know like it follows a young soldier's whole story through it yeah it's saying that like everybody comes from the same exact place it's just like our own set of circumstances it's like we need to talk about Kevin that film that uh, we talked about like in like the oh, yeah. 40s or something yeah. um where it's like it's it's trying to like help us understand how people can like veer off the common course and like end up in this completely isolated and alienated uh corner of of society to where they're able to like really become radicalized like that's what's happened that's what's like so prevalent on the internet right now mm-hmm. is like you have people like figures like Andrew Tate who are like a you know they're they're basically like embodying these ideas that like so many of these like underdeveloped like people or like miss uh, misunderstood like yeah. individuals they've fallen out of the machine yeah and yeah. and they sort of like feel alienated because because of it but because they feel so welcomed inside of these communities and like they're able to like share these ideas and everything they end up developing like this this uh, reassurance in in like their ideology uh, to where they view it as like not being falsifiable anymore where they can't be like proven wrong like it's it's sort of like admonishing their their will yeah. and it's so toxic and dangerous it's like no everybody can like be wrong about anything it's just a matter of time of when it becomes disproven and oh man yeah that's that's sort of what it reminds me of though is like that zeit that cultural like zeitgeist yeah and then yeah like there's even the phenomenon currently of the postmodern shooter from like New Zealand to Buffalo to I think Uvalde was a bit different. But like some of those their their radicalization comes from online, so it's inherently just nothing. It has no material <laughs> presence in the real world. It's just uh, you know, a split personality developed through the internet use and then they go out and commit heinous crimes. And it's like, oh my god. Are we gonna I think it's a poignant thing to talk about. I I think Dogville gets, I feel like it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of rambling. No, no, I feel like... I don't think it's touched by I'm, movies yet currently enough. Uh, there's Elephant, which is really good. I don't know anybody that's seen Dogville other than the three people in this room. <laughs> have, have you seen Polytechnic? No. <laughs> Who, other than us. Denny Villeneuve directed <laughs> that, director of Dune. Yeah. Director of Prisoners. Like, that's a that's a great film, too. Okay. I like those, um, I like both those. About a misogynist, like, committing mass shooting and, um... At a Canadian um, college, mm-hmm. or like uh, not college, but university or whatever they call it. Yeah. Oh God, there's this one, great film. There's this one filmmaker from like I want to say it's either Australia or from um, somewhere in Eastern Europe, where they did this, where they're widely renowned as being like this heinous director, where uh, he created this movie where it's basically this like ironclad like 
high school student who goes on. Oh no, it's called Rampage. That's the movie. Oh, is it U- Ume Bowl? Yeah. Yes, Ume Bowl. No. Yes, that's who it is. He's and he's like a boxer or something yeah, like he's that. A box critics. And he would like. And he yeah, he used to box critics critics in the ring. Yes, and uh, yeah, he made this film called Rampage, mm. and that was like one of the most like disturbing films I've ever seen because the shooter gets off. Or something? Wait, what did you say? He make Postal or something or some. Yeah, postal? he made Postal. He okay. made. Yeah. He, had a, he had a little run, I think. I think he did House of the Dead, maybe. I th- House of the Dead. No, the video no. game movie. Did he? Possibly. I don't, I'm not sure. It, I I watched this movie back in like 2011, 2010, yeah, something like that. But I just remember like being so disgusted and revolted by Rampage, yeah. because it's like the shooters. I, if I remember correctly, they get off like pretty much scot free in in a way. Like if they end up dying in the movie, it's like the way that it's portrayed is embellishing their actions. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, oh no, this is dangerous for like whatever sort of like communities are coming up because it's like. I can't remember incels being a term around that time for me. No, it's like in a, like the early 2010s. Oh, I, I I remember hearing like in the two. I remember hearing at the end of high school, but I was, I'm very online, <laughs> as you can tell from my conspiracies. Oh, yeah, I've never. Man, that uh, sounds terrifying. I've heard man. of the director. I haven't heard of this film in particular. I heard oh, of Postal. Uh, he's like the personification of the Godard quote of like American movies show how sick the American society is. Like it's a good reflection of that. That's what his films feel like. It's they're like purposely over the top and grotesque. Yeah, they're they're completely depraved. Yeah, but that's the thing of like, it's a reflection of you know, he has an audience. He has he's a small audience, but he still has one. And he's you know he's created by our society. Which is why I can like see the likes of like Lars von Trier and like a few other like, like radical filmmakers like creating these very marginalized Europa's another good one yes that's another film that yeah, I've heard like Von Trier, yeah. mm-hmm. it's literally it's in like 45 right after the war an American German goes to Germany to work on as a train conductor on the train for a career and he literally like is befriending these rich train operators who work for the Nazis and the whole thing the movie is like he's like no I don't pick a side I'm I morally object to all of this and every character on both the the Americans and the like hidden Nazi sides are like, oh, that's pathetic. And like his love interest is like an unrepentant Nazi, who's <laughs> like, Pat. she's like, your great sin is that you can't choose. You can never take action either way. You can't defeat me and you can't join me. Like you're pathetic. And then the film ends with a quote of like, you'll never, he can never leave Europa, which is the post or the pre-war energy of non-action that allowed Hitler's rise. Oh. That's why I, I stand with Von Trier. You gotta watch Berlin Alexander Platz. I'm going man. through I'm it. I'm telling right. you, you have to. Oh, if Pat. you're, if you're, yeah. Oh no, you're. you're oh, no, no, go for it. Tyler. This is completely. No, go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for. When you were just talking about this, it just made me like just came to my head. Have you ever heard that story of like I think it was in World War One, that was on like Christmas Day or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. It's just on Christmas like, truce. Yeah. Yeah, and they like played like a game of fucking soccer or football or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is our, this is our claim to fame right here to get into Hollywood. This is our script, Pat. Okay. We'll make we'll make a script about that day. No, <laughs> this will be They've our cheesy Hollywood movie. We'll make. It'll win no. all the Oscars. Yeah, no, you'll release it at the end of the year. We'll cast. We'll cast like. 
See, I I did have a. I've... We'll cast Timothy Chalamet oh. as the as the main like Timothy midfielder. Chal- yeah, like, Timothy Chalamet. Our Messi, mid- Pete Davidson. Who yeah, else Pete we get Davidson. Uh, uh, Harry Damn. Styles. Harry Styles can play like left wing. I'm cringing so hard yeah. right now. But this oh is the movie God. that the people want. And the world, you know? the Germans, the Germans. This have is like the movie s- that makes us money. We're not proud of this movie, but this is how we but break it, in. It gets us to it's do how we our break in. You know, you know it's, it's how we go about doing our. It's how we pay for the passion project. Yeah. yeah. Damn. The Germans have pseudo. And this is how we. This is how we. This is how we green light. No. Script we were talking about earlier. You see, World War One's kind of underappreciated. We need a cameo from Kanye West. I just watched. Oh. Uh, I also watched. <laughs> that's that's how it's called. We got it. We're going there already. About like. Was quiet on the Western Front. Uh no, it just came. It was in theaters. Um, nineteen seventeen. No, uh, it just came out. It was yeah. about like the first like African American. That's Korean War. That's uh, yeah. That's, or, yeah, Korean War. That's Korean some War. evil stuff. I'm afraid uh, happening. Maybe. <laughs> what it's called. That's some prepping for future conflicts. Maybe. <laughs> The dirty communists crossed the parallel. Who drew the parallel? <laughs> oh, U.S. intelligence said this part is North Korea, this part South Korea, and the North Koreans were like, "That's not cool. <laughs> we're gonna cross it, and now we're at war with Korea." <laughs> it's the movie podcast. After this, well, still, yeah. it's the Pat History Corner. <laughs> well, okay, I have, a, I have another. One. I have, are we just gonna? Keep, are we gonna? You guys want to go into the movie, or That's like you guys want to keep shooting right. shit? I, after you, and then, and then uh, yeah. Go for it. It's probably going to take us like 20 minutes to get through. No, I was going to ask, do we, should we try and come to a semi-consensus of what our favorite film we did a pod was, pod on in 2022? That's it. You know, I was just thinking about that like two weeks ago. Like at least try to come to a top three. Yeah, because I remember uh, for 20, we did that for 2021 and Mm. we came out with Wild Tales. As the number one? Yeah, as the number one between all four of us. Wait, didn't the, we do Confessions that same year? Did Confessions not get number one? I, no, I, I picked, thought it was Confessions. I picked Confessions. I think I, Wild I like Tales and Confessions made made the cut, probably. I, f- I feel like we made a post about it. Yeah, Wild like Tales our top, was our number our one collectively, 10. but we each had our own number one. Yeah. Okay, I'm about to look through our what we did last year, though. So we did... I'm not I'll start from, from the first one. Eternal Sunshine. Oh, God. Mass... There will be blood, Ghost in the Shell two. I missed that one too, and I watched that. That was good. Uh, possibly in Michigan and Imposters. All right, I I I got the post pulled up right here. Um, between all four of us, we each had our own separate pick for our favorite one of the year. Uh, Pat's was Buffalo sixty six of twenty twenty one. Which is playing at Dreamland this yes, this weekend, so, which I really want to go see. Fuck um, that guy. <laughs> yeah, you still stand by that? Yeah. As you you're you uh you you can't um support Billy Brown. You just want to see the downfall of Billy Brown. I don't care about that guy. <laughs> I'll support Christina Ricci though. Fuck <laughs> Billy. <laughs> That's entirely valid. Uh, Tyler's pick was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh yeah. Uh, Richie's was Eternal Sunshine. Wait, so I don't. I think we did Confessions mind. in 2020. Must have been. That was, yeah, I that's think when so. you were in your. First oh yeah, and it was back at your own house too. Mm-hmm. It was back at your own house. Hmm. Oh, I found it. I found my pick. I'm off the top of my head for 2022. I want to say Lost Illusions, but I'm looking through everything right now. Well, 
Diamantino. Oh. Diamantino. That one was pretty lighthearted. I actually didn't get to see that one. I, I remember oh, I missed that you didn't one. Get to watch that it? one was I great. Too, no. Highly recommend. Honey Boy. That was a good one. Man. Memoria, I didn't get to, I didn't watch that. that one. Oh shit, that's gotta be my pick. This Memoria. one's difficult. The Northman, damn, I didn't get I was to gonna see Memoria. Pick. Yeah, <laughs> pick damn, I, fuck, I missed that one. You guys went to see in theaters too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? I think I might. My next pick might be another episode. Ooh, oh. August in the Water too. <sighs> see, my my current three for uh 2022 were um, Pulse, or wait, was it? no, it was Cure. 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 Oh, cure. Yeah. Cure. Yeah. cure uh, purely because of its. I've never seen a spiritual horror film like that before. No, oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Cure's like number two for me. <laughs> I think I, I gotta go Lost Illusions for sure. So. Oh, thank you. It's all good. Jesus. I'm going Memoria. That was, too, that, was a, that was an experience in the theater. I transcended. Uh, I don't think I've ever had that from a movie. I think August in the Water was mine. I like the yeah, Lost I like Illusions and then August in the Water. Yeah, Those I think There Will Be Blood is mine. There Will great. Be Blood? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I thought There Will Be Blood is number three. I f- okay, so you know how they... they Because that was my pick. I've seen that. already seen that. What did NASA do? Wasn't it with the Voyager or something? It was like some sort of thing that they sent out into space. The Golden Record, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where it has like all these like important things for you know other civilizations to find where it touches on key cornerstone moments in humanity i feel like if there were if we were to do that with films there will be blood will be on that yeah it's yeah. like that is like pure if you want to encapsulate yeah greed and what humans really are but i don't want the aliens to show up just blood. destroy us <laughs> just also all in one instance. also avatar <laughs> see that'd be better <laughs> we gotta, if we want to show we gotta a make a mission yeah. to like at least see an avatar film and, and record it for the podcast oh, yeah. mm-hmm. make yeah. retrospective i'll do a live a live uh <laughs> avatar it's post avatar pod that'd be like that'd, a, be, that'd awesome. be like a five hour day <laughs> it's 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 shown at imax tomorrow at 8 p.m oh the first one uh no the second, oh, the second one. you guys Ooh, watch I it i work till Ultraman. about nine i'll come in movie will be like halfway through <laughs> i've already seen it twice and then i'll just hop in right after Wait, are you trying to go tomorrow I may go tomorrow. Okay. I'm debating it. If I, you go, I'll, I will skip out on Shin Ultraman. No, no, no. no. You gotta if you guys Shin go, Ultraman. I will come for and <laughs> catch the end of the movie and be there for the pod. Because I've already watched it twice. So. Oh, man. I'll find another show and we'll go. It'll be around an IMAX another, at least another two weeks. I, I, I will go to this. I want to see an IMAX after what Tyler said. I can always yeah, watch I, Shin I Ultraman see an, I, on yeah, something I didn't get else. to see an IMAX either. So. I've only yeah, ever seen not. Avatar in IMAX 3D. You got to support Anno. <laughs> anyway, I'm saying I do have to. <laughs> but yeah, we should all see it. But I think this is a good time to transition into uh, the movie that we all watched recently that I picked, which was 21 Jump Street. So, hey, how about let's talk about this movie? Because um, this is, for me, one of like my favorite uh, romantic like action comedies. Um, I want to know what you guys think because. I haven't seen this in a while, and this is a movie that I would I would would not get bored of watching. Yeah, uh, I will just say this was like my fourth or fifth time watching this movie. I love this movie, it's classic. And Pat, you brought it up. I think this is just kind of this. When did this movie come out? Twenty twelve. This I think yeah. This is near the end of the comedy, like the good comedy. Yeah, the Jonah Hill run before he. 
is rebuilding himself. I think. Like, well, now he's just not like not that it's bad, but just more serious. No, yeah, he's getting away from that role. Yeah, like there's the. But this is just like on the level of like Anchorman. Those movies where there's just so many quotes. I'll just say a random quote from like Anchorman or a movie like this. (laughs) Just use it like on my friends all the time. Dude, I, I think so Jonah good. Hill and, and Channing Tatum, like, if if, they're, if the Oscars took this film seriously, it should be yeah. getting, like, best acting notes. Okay. They're, they're, so th- they're that damn good in the movie. And their charm and their charisma, like, they're so good. Kevin, I feel like, uh, I think you were the only one that actually ever, like, I only wrote one script for script writing. Remember, uh, like, my super raunchy script? Oh, I yeah, feel yeah. like the end of this movie... You know what scene I'm talking about? It's like the end of my script where I'm just like, damn, it's actually really similar. I didn't even mean for it to be that similar. But we'll get into that later. But I feel like... This is my comedy to a freaking T. You know, now that you bring up your script... With with Rob Riggle? Yes. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is totally... Oh, this, this is, is like a Tyler film. Oh, the climax totally of this is. movie is damn near the climax of my movie. Dude, <laughs> I loved your script. And I still do. Dude, we should film it one day. It'd be fun. It's totally it's doable. It's only like eight pages. It's yeah, totally it doable. <laughs> I Oh, it's so damn Yeah, great, like, five-minute short film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's a market for it now because they're done doing them. Yeah. Yeah, the well's running dry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to fill it, Tyler. <laughs> but yeah, I love this movie. Messiah. This movie is Thank you for picking. This is a nice. Yeah. Nice change of pace. Thank you. It's one of my favorite uh comedies to, to go to. Uh I think it's a great film as well. I don't think it's just dumb and unassuming. I think this movie is really 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 smart and really well acted and the line delivery like Almost every character, basically, like Ice Cube c- killed it in this movie. is so damn hilarious. Like every single line he had. Um, yeah, J- Dakota Johnson in her early career. I kind of wished she was in it more. Um, but yeah, they even have uh, Nick Miller, Jake Johnson as the principal. Mm. I t- oh, yeah. totally didn't even catch that the first few times I watched this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Ron Swanson. Yeah, a lot of stars. Yeah, Ron Swanson. I forgot the actor's name. Uh, Nick, uh, is it Nick Offerman? Yeah. 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 I was uh, very pleasantly surprised on this reviewing. I think I saw it, like, probably 2012. Yeah. And I was, like, a dumb kid. I was like, this is funny. And I was like, okay, it's out. So when I was thinking of watching it again, I was, like, remembering, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, a lot of funny jokes. But, like, there's not going to be much substance. But on the rewatching, it's it was very rewarding to see the... Uh, I love Channing Tatum's. His performance arc. is really good. Yeah, his, and his arc. Yeah, the the how their uh, their, their positions second have been chance s- in high school. Their, their identities chance. are switched. But yeah, like, and their they, they get to experience lives that they kind of missed out on or um, didn't go through because you know of the certain trends of the time. Yeah, and it's a, like a funny critique of contemporary culture, where like I I don't know what. When I saw the nerds hanging out in the chemistry room and all that, I was like, yeah, that was me playing Magic the Gathering at lunch. I was like, that, that Dude, was You could have been friends with Channing Tatum, Patrick. I was Channing. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a screamer when you... But yeah, it was, it was just refreshing to see. And it was fun to see his arc from like the peaking in high school jock to the, uh, you know, the, the character who's hanging out with the nerds and he helps them. Yeah. grow as people like you know it, it feels like a small community film oh he he got he got soft like he got soft-hearted um mm-hmm. you know even though he's seen as the dimwit like he um it's like you a, know, he, he's yeah. sensitive as well and 
um, he stopped he stopped being that bully, you know. That's what I was saying in the intro of the film too, like how fast yeah. how fastly they're made friends, like really resonated that mm-hmm. it's fully believed. Like yeah, like one's good at the tests for the police academy, one's good at everything else. <laughs> so they just <laughs> they weren't friends in high school, but now they're friends. It's like a great little thing. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just it's a fun. And the movie's aware of it. Yeah, no, you know? fully aware of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's and it's yeah, it's just fun to see that as well as like a mocking of the uh, the like hyper conscious contemporary like. You know, like they're dealing drugs with, like, oh, your car isn't efficient or whatever. You know, so like in the hipster culture, <laughs> that was fun. He's like, you don't fucking care about the environment. <laughs> you don't care about anything. Yes. <laughs> and all that stuff, like, yeah, the cultural shift so fast because I, it's still a relevant movie. Like, you know, that when they get offended by something, he's like, no, I didn't do this thing. Like, he just turned like, out to be like, he turned out to be gay. gay you know, yeah. it's like, I'm not. And then Jonah Hill's like, whoa. What I'm sure it was homophobic if you didn't punch him. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, uh, that was so smart. <laughs> it's yeah. It was like it's like a fun little fish out of water where like yeah. the generational shift is like so backwards and like I don't know. Feel and then like the, the the people on top don't feel authentic at all, and it feels like it's reflective of like I don't know. I, it just resonated with me because I, again I was a nerd in the chemistry room playing magic. Right. We were vibing. <laughs> we were going to parties. <laughs> We're just having a good time. You know, Jonah how actually did look like that back then. He mentioned that I he did it. dye his hair like really? that. He made it look like that, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they had real photos of him as a child. That was so good. Right. Maybe go back to high school a lot of this movie. And it's fun. It's fun to relive that. As long as you didn't peek. <laughs> that is probably tragic. It's more, it's more uh, the uncle in uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> uncle Rico? Yeah. That monster. I like uh, that Janko character is like the one that everybody like wants to screw or like have relationships with. And Ice Cube goes to him and is like, no fucking the students, no fucking the teachers. <laughs> He's like, I'm talking to you. He's uh, like, look, we Mr. both look like lady McGee. killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jonah Hill's like, hey, what about me? And he's like, I ain't talking to you. <laughs> like, that was so funny. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised, especially with the uh, Channing Tatum's character's arc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are we in? Are we just gonna go in spoilers or? Yeah. Um, should we? Uh, Kevin, did you? Oh, uh, this movie. This movie for me hits on like one of those levels where it takes you by surprise even though you know you're in for a surprise it still surprises you and i really enjoyed that aspect to it and i had no idea what sort of like direction it was going to take me in when it came to sort of the spins that it like takes you for with uh you know like pat was saying with like the fish out of water like aspects to it i found myself really enjoying the bonds that were like created between two like this isn't a spoiler but it's like right in the beginning scene where you know we you mentioned it before with like one of the lines where uh jenko's character is like yeah you ready for like a lifetime of like badassery or something like that and then all of a sudden it just cuts to them on bikes in the park and then my mind immediately goes to like the bike fucking policemen that are around here Mm -hmm. and like and they're like just grilling people like hey you know you really can't do that around here like (laughs) and then they're like chasing them on the bikes 
<laughs> like I loved like the telling the is... kid not to feed the duck. Like, don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. He's, he's, feeding feeding he's like, well, right he's feeding the ducks. Yeah. And he feels okay. You feel big. You feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, like, like a seven-year-old. And this movie is like, it, I remember when it came out. It was like, you know, of course, like a, one of those blockbuster like kind of like comedies. Like Tyler, I think you mentioned it, where it was like sort of like that end of that era. Mm-hmm. With uh, with comedies of like the the early two thousand tens, that's sort of like when it was like on the in the silver age, like you know getting out of the comedy era. Um, it really like Pat said it. It took me back to that that time in my own life where it you know you build it up to be like this grandiose idea, and then it just completely falls on its face right out the gate. And that's what this film is for me. Uh, it it really embodies that that archetype as like a whole from the very get-go uh being the underdog in a sense it, it takes me back to like dodgeball for instance do any of you remember that film <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's like the epitome like underdog story of like comedy um but uh this film takes it to like a, a new level where it's flipping everything on its head it's like okay well, it's not only the underdog story but um you also have to contend with these sorts of other factors beyond your control you know you're not the hot shot you know coming in you're you're now the person who was held back quotations by two years because you were so stupid and like now he's in like an honors chemistry class like what is that even like oh yeah and it felt like chemistry you know, app chemistry, that's what it was, yeah. It felt like their class, classes were switched, like there was a paperwork error where they yeah. got the opposite classes oh, of no, each other the whole yeah, time, too. Yeah, yeah, I think Jenko uh, really? said his name yeah. was the wrong was, name or something like that. Meet the principal, fucking Nick Miller, he's like, so what's your guys' names? And neither of them say shit. He's like, I'm going to act like you guys didn't fucking do that and you're not weird. <laughs> what are your names? And then fucking Johnny was looking at him, he's like... You're fucking Doug. And he's like, I'm Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I love that. And I love the fact that, um, that Jonah Hill's character, even he didn't, you know, he was the one who was warning Jenko to, you know, study up on your backstory and stuff. But even then, like, he didn't really know that much about Brad's character, even though he's supposed to be Brad. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, and I, I even love, like, the villains of the story, too, in a way. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, Eric? Guy, Did you like Eric? Yeah. Dave Franco? He, yeah, Dave Franco's mm-hmm. character, yeah. 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 I, I really liked his character, especially, uh, like, what Tyler was mentioning. Like, oh, that's fucked up. Like, when it comes to, like, the, the environmentalism <laughs> or something yeah. like that. I love that part of the film, too. But... It, it also seemed to come off on like it was riding that wave of like early 2000 or no mid 2000s comedy and sort of like it was on like the downturn of that comedy era for me and i feel like it was a, it was a good note to go out on that's how i felt about this movie yeah it really took me back so i've i only seen like parts of 22 jump street i can't mm-hmm. 22 Jump Street is great. I like it okay. even better. Yeah, I was just saying, I think 22 Jump Street's the funnier one. Okay. Yeah. Fucking nerd comedy. Yeah, 22 Jump Street's great. I, uh, yeah. So, I'll probably uh, check that out then, too. Yeah. So, was this your first time watching the movie? Yeah, first time. Oh, oh really? First time. Yeah. I've always Dude. seen, like, bits and pieces of it, but, like... It's just I, a good movie to, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not... Compared to... Like the movie, most of the new movies you're probably watching are like, this is such a different. Uh, like. No, I love that. And like, I was telling Richie like a few weeks back, like, 
I love like this style of comedy because like one of my favorite comedies is uh, Billy Madison, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I could write an entire thesis on that film and why it's like embodying like anti-capitalism and like all this other like excess culture and how it's like dumbing us down and making us too reliant on the powers that be. Like I could write a whole fucking essay on Billy Madison, <laughs> and I love that movie. And the same goes for Dumb and Dumber. Like, those are two comedies, like, Classics. oh. Have you ever seen This Is The End? No. Mm-mm. I like okay. that movie, too. I love that See, movie. like, I think This Is The End, like, because yeah. it's the same group of guys, like Jonah Hill. Danny McBride. Danny See, McBride. James Franco. In Channing high, Tatum. In high it. school, one of my, I, I think I only had, like, five DVDs, because I couldn't afford them. Um, I had The Warriors, which I asked for Christmas, and I got the video game. Um, I had Napoleon Dynamite. And then I had fucking super bad. Hmm. And to me, like, I, I'm a huge fan of, like, that that era of comedy. Yeah. Because like, it, super bad, 21 Jump Street, this is the end, those are all... And Pineapple Express, like, the, the 40-year-old yeah. virgin, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I, I really enjoyed that, like, growing up. But to me, I feel like comedy hasn't really come back from that. It's like, okay, where's it going next? I feel like we haven't necessarily hit that in whatever point in time that we're at right now um and that's why i'm saying that like this movie to me feels like the end of that era it's like okay now it's on it's it's going up to the shore right now it's Mm -hmm. it's the ebb it's at the peak of it and now we're about to reel back i i feel like comedy hasn't really come back from that yet um because everything just feels sort of derivative of that where it's like very dialogue heavy to like get the comedy touch points down like to yeah. me, um, Shaun of the Dead was like one of the last comedies that I can remember where it does something visually interesting with. Yeah, it's like slapstick. Film. Yeah, in a way. Mm-hmm. yeah, but in it does that way. all through the camera in a way mm-hmm. as well as like because it's like what makes cinema unique to itself as like an art form. It's like oh, it's a melding of visual and sonic experience, and to me this movie as well as like a lot of other movies from that era rely on that sonic experience where it's like it's all dialogue that you're getting that you're getting the comedy through of course like you could see like people doing wacky and like uh like weird things on screen like for instance the chase scene or something like that um like you could see all that stuff to where it like adds like a bit of comedic irony to it but it's not doing anything completely unique uh, in terms of like the medium of film, you know, like you yeah. can get that same gag at like on theater, you know, like on the stage or in like a comedy special or something like that. This is where I disagree because you you can't get hit by a car and do a stunt like that on the stage, right? <laughs> That's and he was like, freaking, he was jumping over a car. Like I, it's a, I will take him quite a few times to get that. I will say perfectly. I've done some shit like that. So that scene like really hit hard with me. Like I remember in high school, I was, my friends and I used to climb on each other's like hoods of the cars. And then we would go around in a cul-de-sac and see who could like hold on the longest and that was so goddamn dangerous the pavement is not nearly as soft as it as it like seems um the car can't go that fast yeah yeah, exactly like he was my friend was going around this cul-de-sac at around like five or ten miles an hour and i flew off that and i rolled and it took me like a week 
to recover from that because my my bones and like my elbows, my knees, my feet, like were they they were so jacked up. Like were you doing, doing dirty? something so stupid? <laughs> no, no, that's like game over. That's yeah. like breaking your neck, like right. concussion. I like a, Channing Tatum like rolls off the car all smooth and shit. And then Jonah Hill gets like hit up on front of the dashboard, yeah. comes back down. Yeah, the car, that's that's the reality of it. That's the thing, and that scene Hella hits so unathletic. hard for me. Yeah. Like I, I, I do enjoy like the minimalist moments like that, where it's like, where it feels like you're there with them. Um, to me, that's what makes like that's an aspect of filmmaking that makes it completely unique to itself. I, I do agree with you a lot, Kevin. Especially, like, I think of the hot fuzz parallel a lot with this movie as well. Just like the way they, like the visual gag of the shotgun. I think it's, he punches the. Towards the end, he punches that man who's like at a farm, and his grandmother has like a shotgun. She seems she seems like a hundred yards away, and the way they edit it, it's like anxiety-inducing, but it's also comical that he's able to cover that distance before this lady can reload it. And then he like drop kicks an old lady. It's just I know, but I think this only has that in like character design, like when they're wearing the the Peter Pan and the hydrogen atom outfit. Uh, Tatum's presence in the classroom where he's this hulking man surrounded by teenagers. <laughs> yeah, he was improvising some of those scenes too. I mean, even or, the improvisation from the actors are. Or like when he goes so to good. the band room. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's like go that's gold to me. Like they have some visual gags, but it's like it's very much like you could get that at a theater where someone's wearing an outfit that's contrasting or a character's very contrasting with his peers. At least that was my takeaway. Like there's no. There's no like top secret where the cows walk past the uh, what's it called the borders the the, the thing the the dumb stuff the, the miniature yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. don't the cows don't walk past the the frame of the screen yeah like and that reminds me of another film uh, Kung Pao yeah no, yeah oh yeah so many of those you can't recreate Kung Pao in the theater because like it plays so many gags with like editing. Or you have like the chosen one, he's like out in the field somewhere and he's like, he sees his, his lover from across the, the oh, yeah. you know, like it's like a mile away in the distance. And then she's like, chosen one, like calling out to him. And then he's like coming and he's like, and he yells out, he's like, I'm coming. And then he like, he's like so far away. And then she keeps calling out to him. And each time it does it, he's either further away or like closer. And it's just, it goes on for way too long that it becomes funny <laughs> or again. Or like in, in Hot Rod, he's like, babe, yeah. babe, no, babe, 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 yeah, babe. Hot, hot Rod is another or golden When he rolls down yeah. the fucking hill, he just keeps Keeps yeah, rolling keeps down the hill for like two and a half fucking minutes. I've never laughed so hard it's like you in, can't a theater, do that in a theater. Yeah, I I do think this film is missing like those heights. It the visual, reach, yeah, there's it no, reach like, those visual, full heights. I guess comedy other like the you get hit by he gets hit by a car and then well, I mean, the you know, end the, scene though yeah, is some... fucking that is visual like. But I don't mind. I, I, I don't need. I, I feel love like there's good a dialogue. I love one liners. Comedy. There's so many one-liners. It's done. In this it's movie. done differently. I, I feel it's some of it's so, subtle too. Um, but I don't know. But Maybe if you we can, can talk more to, about it in the spoilers. If you can mm. get me to laugh my ass off with like slapstick vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love a comedy like that. Like I just rewatched uh, Home Alone. Oh Christmas. yes. That's a great. So movie. good. And it's funny every time. And I know exactly what's coming. Back to back. <laughs> Which one do you prefer, the first one or the second oh, one? Oh, the first for sure. Oh, wow. Mm. I 
love the first one. First and second, though, can just go hand in hand. And the third, they just, yeah. Really, <laughs> oh, yeah, there was yeah a they third. don't make movies like that anymore. And, you know, some of the, the effects in, in those movies were, like, done really well. Like, they're, you know, it's like trying to watch a slasher movie. Like, how how they do Joe it? Burning Joe Pesci's they... hair off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. But, uh, yeah, let's get to ratings. Uh, I'll start first. I rate um, this movie five out of five. I think that Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum are just a great dynamic duo. Their chemistry is just off the charts. I feel like it's really hard to make people laugh with like not just your line delivery, but like your physical performance as well. And um, yeah, like just Ice Cube delivering like all these one-liners, like he just nails every single line. Um, I'll just say Korean Jesus. That was really funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, this this comedy just works for me on like basically every level. Like I, I can't find any faults with it. I think it it works for, from yeah dialogue delivery and very great visual gags, and um, yeah, it's the perfect perfect comedy for me. Yeah, on the comedy scale, or I will give it a f- four and a half out of five. Cause I think I still like the I like 22 Jump Street a little bit more, and I like This Is the End a little bit more. But yeah, this movie is just it's just a movie you can throw on at any time, catch at any time in the movie, and just laugh your ass off at the same scene you've seen like five times. Yeah, and Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, their chemistry is great. I love the just the dynamic of going back to high school. Like I, f- I put myself in those shoes, and I feel like my experience would be like the same. It would go completely the opposite of how it went. <laughs> and yeah, I just love Ch- uh, Channing Tatum's character arc too. But yeah, this movie's just fucking hilarious. And the end scene, like last night when I was watching it, dude, Abby was in <laughs> the room, and I was laughing so hard. She came out and was like, "What the fuck are you laughing at?" Like. <laughs> She's never seen the movie before. No, she's seen it. Oh, she's okay. and she's no she knows I've seen it like a bunch of times. She's like, really? It's that fucking funny? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking I also smoked a couple bowls before the movie. That might have helped. Hey, I, I was sober. <laughs> I still laugh watching this movie. But yeah, this movie's this movie's fucking great. I love this movie. Okay. I'm gonna give it a three out of five. I love uh Tatum and Hill's performances. They carry the film for me. I like the little arcs that they have and the you know the the, the friendship that, that's communicated between them I really enjoyed that but just for me personally it doesn't hit the heights of like we mentioned Dodgeball the Zoolanders I like the earlier 2000s comedies I grew up on Bubble Boy Ooh, all these ones I haven't cat. seen in so many years oh, cutting deep <laughs> yeah the, the Comedy Central like classics that they used to just play on loop I remember just I remember just sitting and watching those Dumb and Dumber of course and then even like Top Secret I enjoy I enjoy how underappreciated Top Secret feels, but yeah, like I'm, I'm going. In my mind, I'm thinking of just like Zoolander and Dodgeball, like top two, for me personally. But this one's also really good. I mean, I think it's better than Rush Hour, and Rush Hour is. Oh uh, wait, Rush Hour is better, and Rush yeah. Hour is better. Rush Hour is better. Rush Hour two. Rush Hour two is one of the Rush best two is comedy sequels of goated. all time. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, Rush Hour two is actually number one. <laughs> I think Rush Hour 2 is better than Rush Hour. Dude, and then there's also Friday. We haven't even mentioned Friday or, like, oh, Half-Baked. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Grandma's Boy. Oh, oh Grandma's my God. Boy. Yes. Forty Old Virgin. There's so many. Forty Old Virgin's classic. Office Space. I've almost chose Office Space for a film. That would be a episode. late film episode. But I feel like mm -hmm. this this film was a good amalgamation of like making fun of those comedy classics and like action movies in general, you know? Because yeah. the movie is about, at least for me, like being cool and like trying to be yourself and you know, like finally being yourself feels accepted among this like community. And um, I don't know, I, something something about that like resonated with me. And it's just like, I think I feel like we all live life kind of kind of want to be being cool sometimes, right? Oh yeah, of course. Like you don't want to be lame. <laughs> <laughs> A lame <laughs> Yeah, Jonah Hill's just been himself his whole life, and finally he feels like he's like accepted. Like people notice him and appreciate him and give him compliments. And like I I like that by the end of the film he accepts that within Janko as well. Wow. And saying, hey man, you know you're. Well, are we in spoilers already? Uh, I know we're in. We're just in ratings right now. Okay, Kevin. I'll, I'll say Kev, we, Kev, I think Kevin this, just has to give us this rating. movie yeah. or this this episode. <laughs> we barely got to the the actual <laughs> film topic at around hour fifteen. Yeah, this is a long one. Yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> it's one thing to, to desire to be admired by peers, mm -hmm. but nothing's better than friends. Right. Think about dodgeball when Patchy the pirate. It's his doubloons. I almost cried as a child. <laughs> I almost cried. Patches like, O'Hulahan. Patches O'Hulahan. What, what was the pirate's name? Wasn't Patchy the pirate? Uh, Steve. Steve the pirate? Remember when he's like, you don't remember Steve the pirate? The guy on our fucking team who was oh, a yeah. fucking pirate? He's like, no. No. He's like, he literally was a fucking pirate. <laughs> he was dressed as a pirate. <laughs> no. <laughs> And the guy whose family hates him. And he, yeah, oh. so many great moments. And yeah, that. Ah, there there are a lot of movies that kind of like took that formula, like Super Troopers. Yeah, Super Troopers. Uh, old school as well. Oh, um, old school's oh, the that's best. A, you're my boy, Blue. Old school is probably my number one of that era. <laughs> I like Dogma. That was pretty good too. Yeah, Dog. Kevin see, that's a whole good. other area of comedy too. It's like the slacker-based comedy. There's just so many though. You can't really like, list off. Ass, like, you can't just list off a bunch of comedy bangers like post 2015. Yeah. You got like Wedding Crashers is another good one. That's earlier than 20. Is that 2015? No, no. Oh, Wedding okay. Crashers is like that 2007 like, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like. See, oh, there's so many like eras. Oh, even yeah, all the Ben Stiller stuff. Even like Along Came Polly is a good one. Meet the yeah, with, Tropic uh, Thunder as who, well. Uh, yeah, that was the Hangover Patrick, uh, or Philip Seymour Hoffman or whatever is in that. Oh yeah, Along Along Came Polly. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like raindrop <laughs> when he's playing basketball. <laughs> anyway, you don't get Channing Tatum like slinging his pistol and like, and apparently he can actually really do that, and he's really good with a gun, apparently. It, yeah, but watching it this time, it just felt like the end of the era. Hmm. Like going, like the Along Came Polly, or like I don't. The older ones have like a different energy. Like Zoolander, my, something about Mary even was kind of something like about a, Mary's so good. Kind of like it was, but that was also on the end of that era of comedy too. Yeah, because that like, like early two thousands. Yeah, because like the Ferrelli brothers were like coming off of like a high, and then they made there's something about Mary where it's like. Okay, now we're like getting back. Like it's still up there, but now we're like on the downward swing, in a way. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I feel about this movie. Yeah. Cause it's like it's very reminiscent, and 
for me, I'm giving the film a 3.25 out of 5. Um, I... And that's, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, though. Like, that's the thing, but I when in comparison to, like, some of these other, like, movies that have, like, really, like, left their own mark on the, the scene where it's, like, you can't get this in another movie. Like, you can't get office space again. Because it's, like, that's com that is the epitome of the workplace comedy. What else can we, like, how can we, like, find something different with that? Mm. Like, with this movie it felt like it was coming off of that you know uh brooklyn 99 type of stuff you know where it's like really embellishing like this 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 uh enjoying being a cop you know because it's like i'm so not into that and also like the the really out there aspects of it where it's like action oriented but it's like it doesn't need to be like the car chases or anything it's like it's been it's been done to death at this point where it's like the buddy buddy action movie and like i i'm not it, it feels like it, it it did enough of a job to where it like put that on its head which is what made me really enjoy the movie it's like it kept me guessing and I also really love the chemistry between the two because it, it, I was originally going into it like, okay, I feel like I know what I'm going to expect with this. You're going to have like the, the really like insecure guy, but also like really, uh, personable too. Like you're like drawn to this character because, and you're like rooting for them. And then you have like sort of this like, uh, embodiment of like the ideal and that's what it was but it did enough to change that around for me where it's like oh now you have this ideal in a completely unideal situation like how are they gonna like come back from that because if they're feeling insecure in this field obviously they weren't that ideal to begin with and that's what really made me appreciate like you know the arc that was mentioned with with uh it's the name Chenko. Sorry, Chenko. Chenko and Schmidt. Yeah, Chenko yeah. and Schmidt. Um, and I love how what Richie was saying with uh, Schmidt finally feeling like he could belong, like he has a place to belong where he can like be himself. I really loved like the mesh the message of that, and I loved how. Oh God, I really want to talk about the ending, but I'm like having to stop myself. I love the decision that is made to go in a certain direction of like a good send-off for these two you know it's not what you would typically expect where you have uh a lot of the formulaic stuff of like oh, uh love interests for instance or you know what where they can go from here i love that they it decided to be like no rejection of all that this is what it's about and that's what makes this movie a really standout comedy for me I it blew me away from my expectations and I love that and I'm so thankful that you picked this movie because it feels so nice to just have a good return to like this area for us and to like discuss it and like have fun and like everything so yeah really great pick definitely recommend watching it 
Is this, this movie spoiler, is this movie a romance? <laughs> it do. I love yes. the romance. It's it's movie. a romance yeah. for sure. But it it's a romance between Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. It's a bromance. That's completely yeah. good. It's yeah. a bromance. It's just like two people being attracted to each other for one reason or another. For like friendship, for like working together, for anything like that. It's like the pull. That's what romance is. Like to see they just act like an old married couple. <laughs> like they get in a fight and he's like here, let me fix your tie for you. Yeah. <laughs> like they just got in a He's huge like, hey, fight. You got, you got on your shotgun wrong, you know? Like, they're gonna see it. You know? like, <laughs> they really care for each other like brothers, you know? Um, yeah, I, I admire that because I really bought into like their friendship. Um, but it's just yeah. funny the way they play off it. Like they yeah. play off it like the typical like, you know, husband and wife yeah. role. <laughs> <laughs> explode I think uh, maybe another thing that may hamper it it's the existing property uh. so it's kind of that's why I mean by like it feels like it's towards the end because it's already like dabbling into like the safer like we can't take risks we'll do a remake of 21 Jump Street as a people will be excited to see Johnny Depp return to the to his old role which right. we see even though it's funny he gets murdered but then, like, that's hitting, like, the core themes of, like, the movie. And, you know, Jonah Hill's listening in on his, like, his speech. Mm-hmm. He was, like, dying and stuff about how, like, hey, man, I just wanted to do, like, all the tight pants that I was wearing. And, you wait, know, the... Wait, wait, Are we in spoilers oh, or... We're in spoilers. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. All right, cool. I think I gave our ratings, right? So, yeah, yeah, we gave our ratings and we did a little pause. Um, so, yeah, if you got this far, um, yeah, John Depp is in the movie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was proud I caught up in this viewing. It's the first time was a big surprise. Like, yeah, Whoa. it surprised me too, and I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. It was hilarious, and um, I don't. Know, I just I get the meta humor that they're going for, and I just like bought into it one hundred percent. Like, like hey, we know like we're remaking the series. Look, we're actually showing the series in the background, and As, and, we're bringing... and then we're gonna shoot the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're shooting the screen. Nick Offerman's character is like, hey, we're just a rehash from the eighties, and like we have no new ideas we're not gonna take any risks but, uh, i feel like they, they were still able to take some risks like the the scene with uh, rob riggle's character the coach and that whole bit was hilarious um i don't know i, I felt like the action was was really good and uh, yeah just that was that whole sequence is hilarious. Like the car chase sequence with the chickens was funny. Mm. Um, <laughs> with the fucking, they're like, oh, he's like I really thought that was gonna blow up. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a gas tanker spilling gas onto a fire. onto a fucking <laughs> open flame and it doesn't then, blow up. He's like, roll up the windows, roll up the windows. Like, What's <laughs> I gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> or like, um, just anytime Channing character meets like a. a you know, like a young woman, he's like, oh man, you're beautiful. Or like, oh, you're hot. And they're like really taken away by him. It's just so funny. Like yeah. they'll take her car and like, it's not stereotypically like a, a fancy car with a gun in it. Like, you know, like, oh, check the glove department. There might be a gun. And she does have a gun. <laughs> Compared to the guy with the Porsche. She had like no gun in the car. <laughs> um, just little gags like that, like really get me. Um, 
it made me conscious of like the choices that they made in, in the movie and like yeah having these little gags um, like the limo and the, the dubs coming out and, yeah. like John Boo style because they, they really wanted to be cool like, the kids coming to the prom yeah. with fucking escorts like even the, <laughs> even those characters are really good like um, the nerds like uh, Dak Shepard's character and um, yeah like with the whole like phone thing like they want to be cool too so they'll help them like track uh, one of the, the the tertiary like villains um, I like, yeah, I like it's, it's funny I like that when uh, Tatum is ex- is encouraging the nerds to like inv- like oh invite her out invite her out and then yeah. they show up with escorts. Yeah, <laughs> he's like afraid of her saying like no I won't go to prom with you. No, even the uh, when they were preparing the party, uh, they were gonna get drugs, so they got a pound of cocaine. And he's like, "Hey, Jonah Hill's or uh, Schmidt's like, hey, we're not here to fucking ruin their lives." And then so he got a fucking pound of marijuana. That was so fucking hilarious. Like, uh, he's like, they're gonna have the best night of their lives. Like, that was so funny. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. He gets fucking stabbed. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, apparently they were really they were actually drunk. Um, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum like after the party when they were like running off like they were actually like drinking and stuff. So um, when Dave Franco like uh, when he was like doing the the punching like gesture towards him they were like pretty lit. So that was funny. <laughs> just reading up on like what they were doing on like on set and stuff. I'm like that must have been a fun like experience and just and also they're they're, they're acting their asses off like they're they're doing a really great job at it. So. This is coming at a time where like not a lot of people respected Channing Tatum as an actor. He's really and, good. You know, um, yeah, because he started off what like late like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like I don't remember when. Yeah, but... big in like those like Stomp the Yard movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did uh, Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. I think is what like yeah, really coming, blew him up. He's coming out with the final one. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Steven Soderbergh, yeah. Yeah, he's coming back to direct it, and Channing Tatum like wrote wrote the story, right? So, yeah, he's he's a talented actor and and an artist and stuff. Um, I think he's underrated, Uh, and I think he played it really well with like the stereotype of being like the the handsome but dim witted guy. But like, he is actually smart. You know, he has other ways of other means of like getting to his objective and different than Jonah Hill's character. I love his. uh, presentation scene. Oh yeah. When like he's hella nervous and his like nerd homies like helping him talk through it and yeah. shit. I'm like, damn, this is actually like kind of sweet, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Like it's what good friends should do for each other, and you know, and and how like the teachers like really attracted to him. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh yeah, Ellie. Ellie. She's like, stay, go, <laughs> stay, <don't> no stay. <laughs> you have to go. She's like. Get out of me. She's like, yeah. get out from inside me. Ellie <laughs> yeah. Kemper was great to see, and she connects to my little conspiracy pat corner. Ellie Kemper? Yeah. I, I love Ellie Kemper. She's, she's great. great, but... Uh, Wait, Ellie Kemper. She plays the teacher. Wait, oh, she plays the teacher. Yeah. Okay. If we had a soundboard, this is yeah. when we would press the... Conspiracy <laughs> pat. The X-Files thing. Pat's corner. It's just a fun fact, little thing, but Ellie Kemper was the winner... Of the, uh, the Veiled Prophet debutante ball. Of southern, there's a southern tradition of southern aristocrats in the Gulf South kind of true detective area, and they have a ball which is a has a lot of imagery from I think Persian as well as the clan. 
And yeah, they every year, they still happen to this day. Maybe they stopped it because when she got outed, it kind of hurt her career. Ooh. But yeah, it's like a bunch of uh, aristocrats from the South, such so as wealthy landowners, since like the 40s or 50s or 60s, whenever the clan was big, they created the Veiled Prophet community, kind of a pseudo Masonic lounge. And then, yeah, Ellie Kemper won the, she was the debutante one year, so she got to sit in the throne with the Veiled Prophet. And then here's a funny image. Of the 2016 Veiled Prophet. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, there's the Veiled Prophet. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, Ellie Kemper would be the girl, the debutante, you know, the 16-year-old who's the bride of the Veiled Prophet, and it's all... Yeah, it's just a fun little, like, true detective connect, little conspiracy fun thing. I feel like the wow. icon for this episode should be that photo <laughs> yes. that's, that's not her it's hard that there's only a photo of her with like little girls like she's greeting them and she, she's in the debutante outfit there's none of her next to the veiled prophet like they've destroyed those or they're like locked away somewhere that is insane it's just her at the ball in the crown and she's like there's like a little girl like shaking her hand it all like comes full her. circle wow. we were just talking about this in the beginning yeah the roots go so deep. <laughs> yeah, nothing against Ellie Kemper, obviously. Right. Because she's so, she was just 16 at the time. Are you saying she's a Nepo baby? Uh, is she in movies? Then yes. <laughs> she was unbreak. She was really good in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, yeah, I, I, I do. I do genuinely. I like yeah. her in this movie too. Yeah. She's funny. She's um, me. She has red hair and everything. She does. <laughs> That's why I picked this movie, Patrick. I'm glad that it helped you uh, light up the conspiracy corner. Oh, yeah. I loved that. When I saw her show, I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> this useless fact I have buried in my brain. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know about that. That was shocking to me. Yeah. I pre- yeah, she got in trouble for it for some reason, but yeah, it's not really her fault. Yeah, she's a kid. Yeah. Yeah, she's 16 being symbolically married to a veiled prophet which is just like some old man who's a member of the community oh, <laughs> of rich white so dudes fucking weird. yeah and they wear like fake beards and like persian knights attire i don't know it's weird but again i think of the yellow king carcosa all that cool true detective stuff they were putting down they do be doing this <laughs> but yeah back to the movie i do i, I was she was funny <laughs> this is why I can't enjoy things. <laughs> I like Brie Larson. She was very charming in her I, like own like sarcastic like, hot, like you know I'm, I'm serious but not that serious and like I think she played like the expressions really well. I yeah, so did good. not recognize her. Yeah, she was good. I she was her. just like a nondescript like a teenage actress who never had a career after this. She was good in Scott Pilgrim isn't as she, well. Isn't she from Sacramento? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Yeah. And now she's Captain Marvel, so she's a Disney product. Mm. But yeah. hey, uh, hey, I think she's super talented, so she deserves it. We got her and uh, Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks. What movie did we do with her and <laughs> <Not> uh, <really. laughs> the Storm movie? The what? The Storm? Is that what it's called? She was in that. Jessica Chastain and... Uh, it was like one of the first episodes we did with uh, fuck, oh. the guy who looks like John Mayer. Why can't I think of uh, his Shelter. name? Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Which oh, is the yeah. movie that... The Storm or something it's called? Take Shelter, Take Shelter. Take, take shelter. shelter, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I was an eight to... Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We did that probably in the first like that was like first five episodes. Yeah. I feel like I think that was the first one I picked. Sam Elliott's from here too. I forgot to mention that. That was also oh, oh damn. Yep, really? Sam Elliott's from Sacramento. Oh, oh wow. Sam Elliott. Uh, the cowboy in and the Big Lebowski at the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't he in a, a Star Is Born as well? I have not seen a Star Is Born. Yeah. The I older remake. The remake with Brad, Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. But this, yeah, this movie's a classic, in yeah. my opinion. Twenty One Jump Street is a classic. It's in the canon. Um, Jonah Hill shooting Rob Riggle in the dick. Yeah. It's the best part of this movie. And then I'm picking up. Uh, he actually got. Uh, <laughs> The actor to do it like it was his idea like for him to pick it up with his mouth <laughs> so they had like a banana prosthetic or something and like they covered it in like blood. he's like it definitely came out my asshole <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like grab my fucking dick grab my dick for me it's, oh it's even the arc of like Schmidt like not being able to shoot mouth. his gun yeah. and like yeah. not being able to actually like you know have the, the cojones to like to do the job, you yeah. know. It took Jenko's yeah. sacrifice to motivate him. Then yeah. he finally doesn't choke and shoots Rob yeah. Riggle in the dick. And then it's undercut by him going, "You shot him in the dick." Like you shot him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cruel to shoot someone in the dick, even if they are bad. <laughs> he just like, sees his dick on the ground. Like, oh! <laughs> That's just like. But that's the shit that makes me laugh my fucking ass off, dude. Like, and that's like the script I had. Like, I wrote a script, and I'm pretty sure, like, at the end, something happens where, like, the main character falls or something like that and breaks his dick. He then goes into, like, a coma, <laughs> and he wakes up, and his dick is amputated. Yeah. <laughs> they just killed And me. that's how the movie ends, I think, or the film ends, or the script. <laughs> I love how, like, the, your entire script was, like, modeled around this couple. You know, they don't have much time to be intimate with one another. Yeah, they got like, kids. Yeah, and so they set aside one day of the week after a while, and it's called Hump Day. That was the title yeah. of it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, you have the main character getting really hyped for the day, and, you know, he's, doesn't he buy Viagra? Is it okay if I talk about yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and doesn't he, like, buy Viagra? He has, like, a co-worker that, like, he's talking about, like, his night he's going to have or whatever, like, finally have sex with his wife. And his co-worker's like, yo, you got to try this shit or whatever. Just, like, gives him the, uh, like, Viagra. He's like, what is this, Molly or some shit? And then... I think there's like a moment that when they're talking, I think it's like one of my favorite lines where he's like, during the whole like conversation, he's talking to his coworker, he's like vigorously like itching his fucking crotch. And he's like, his coworker's like, oh, I got a mean case of the fucking, of crabs right now. It's an all you can eat crab beat down there. Just like the stupidest fucking shit, dude. It's like, we're, we're putting a trademark on that hump day script right now on the pod. I, I support you should there's like little there's comedy festivals on the film freeway too it's just like yeah little I honestly things. don't I think it could be like it would be like you just need like three actors it could be like a one day two day shoot that too I would be there we just need some we need tell we me need when some and like where and I'm middle there. middle aged actresses or actor and actress mm. post on sack casting 
We could do it. Yeah, got a crew right here. Maybe, maybe I, I'm damn near old enough. I could play. I could play a 30 year old man. You oh, could, should I act? You should I direct be, and act? You should. You do would it. be amazing <laughs> in it. Yes, Tyler. Just have I Abby fully, and I do it. <laughs> I fully endorse this. If not, I have two actors in mind. Fuck, that'd be sick. It'd be hilarious. I gotta revisit it. I gotta give it a rewrite. <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> Might get canceled with that script now. <laughs> no way. Well, it would be amazing. That was like 2016, dude. It's a different world now. <laughs> Who cares, man? No. What like, was on, that? Man. Actually, like, that was like, like it wasn't. Even, it, that was probably like 2017. Tyler does have a malicious yeah, bone yeah, in his body. Yeah, that was 2017. <laughs> yeah, and that's dude. That's crazy. That's exactly that was it, six Pat. years ago. Yeah, like there's nothing malicious about your story, like yeah. whatsoever. Oh yeah, no. it's all like taking good fun. Yeah, that Viagra, you know. Yeah. That's what that's symbolic of like the revival of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's amputated. <laughs> and then it gets amputated because of that. Well, yeah, that type of comedy, like just this movie. You need to watch This Is the End. I, I think you'd really dig it. It's just like all these guys, Danny McBride, all stuff you, and you've seen have you watched uh Eastbound and Down? I love Eastbound and Down. I've good. seen Danny Danny McBride's work, like uh, in uh, or the, Vice Principals. Didn't you watch Vice Principals? No, no. no I, I, um, what's that newest show that? That he religious did? show, uh, the gems. Oh, righteous uh, gemstones. Righteous gemstones. Yeah. Oh, I need to watch that one. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all just like stuck in a house as the rapture's happening, and they all play themselves, like themselves. <laughs> they play like the uh, film like nerdy actors. versions of themselves. Like yeah. uh, Michael, Michael Sarah's uh, in it. I've heard about his, I haven't seen it but I've heard that scene <laughs> with him. Wow, you guys haven't seen that? Uh, I love that movie. It's good. Michael Sarah's like <laughs> the biggest douchebag ever. It's so funny. It's like a isn't he like a pushy rapist? Yeah, he's like, he like slaps Rihanna's ass. He's like doing coke in the bathroom and shit. <laughs> Drinking great. Capri Sun too. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm Michael Sarah, don't you come on. Uh, Craig Robinson's in it too. Yeah. I love Craig Robinson. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great, great era of comedies. Pineapple Express. I remember some more. Uh, Joe Dirt. Joe. Oh, oh Joe Dirt. yes, yeah. that is a classic. Mm. I constantly quote that movie too. Mm. <laughs> There's two more I remembered. I forgot already. I like some of Rob Schneider's movies. The oh, Hot Chick. The Hot Chick. Was one where he's an animal. Yeah, the, the, it's called the animal. Yeah, <laughs> it's called the animal. Yeah, and then there's Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Uh, Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, where he's with the fish tank. Yep. Yeah. There's the Ryan Reynolds one where he refuses to graduate. Oh, oh yeah, Ben yeah. Wilder. That, yeah, Bob, yeah. Yeah. Ben Wilder. That one's good. Yeah. Yeah, there was like that huge Comedy Central. Oh, like Road Trip. Stealing yes, Harvard. Road Trip. Yes. Have you guys seen Stealing Harvard with Jason Scott Lee? Ah, I've never seen like uh, half of it. There's so many. Saving Silverman. Yes. Oh, oh my that's god, like Dude, Saving Silverman is that fucking is, amazing. Okay, so that one would for me would be the ultimate hidden gem. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's one that flew so under the radar. <laughs> no, Monkey Bone. That was another one. Too. I feel like that was a dream. Every time I remember that movie, I like that didn't happen. There's no claymation. Like, is it have, does it have? Uh... Oh my god, I'm forgetting his name right now too. No, I'm thinking of another movie. Who's in Monkey Bone? Are, are you getting that mixed up with 12 Monkeys? No, no, no. I'm trying to remember. It's not... Who's in The Whale? I forget his name already. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fra- yeah, is he yeah, in Monkey he's Bone? A, I'm pretty certain he's... 
Or is that the Mandela? Yeah, Bre- Brendan Fraser's in there. Oh, he is? Like, All right, okay. cool. <laughs> I mean, Can't Hardly Wait. That was a good movie. Have you guys seen that? Can't Hardly Wait. Clueless. Wait. You guys haven't seen uh-huh. this? Oh, okay, damn. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm too far back. That's the one where Brendan <laughs> Fraser's also married to Satan? Or his girlfriend's the uh, oh, devil? Elizabeth Hurley? Yeah. Is it Bedeviled or something? Yes, I think it may be that one. Yeah. There's so many like obscure ones, and then there's like straight to TV ones and straight to DVD ones. <laughs> oh, Austin Powers, that one was really good. Talladega Nights, yeah. Step Brothers, all the Feralists. I actually just watched the other guys for the first time. Oh, I was just gonna bring that up. That one compared to the other guys, those are like my yeah, because that's another like, buddy cop movie. That's yeah, that that's another great. one that feels like it's at the end. Mm-hmm. Where Mark Wahlberg's on, he's pretty good in it. Gator don't take no shit. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Waterboy, every Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah. There's like, it get, I think it gets up to be like, Big Daddy. Oh fuck. Uh, what's oh, what's the one? Waterboy. Oh, little uh, Nicky. Little, little Nicky. Nicky. Yeah, little yeah. little Nicky. That's also like a really out there one. I I want to say up until like Mr. Like, Deeds. Yeah, Mr. Deeds was even really good too. Yeah. yeah. Now we can't we can't laugh no more. The world's ending. We gotta be serious. Our movies gotta be serious. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of like a movie that's kind of on this level. And the only recently, and the only one I can think of is uh, what was that end of the world movie? I like Don't Look Up. Adam, yeah, Don't Look Up. That's I like that one. Of. That was pretty funny. That was funny, but I felt like yeah, that was another Adam McKay. That was yeah. Adam McKay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was the. It was still hilarious, but that's like the least funny Adam McKay movie because he made what Anchorman, <laughs> old school. The weird, like the weird thing is, I didn't even, I didn't like Anchorman. I actually really like Don't Look Up. Like, I thought Don't like, Look Up was great, but they had Anchorman to like play like into silly. all the new like, I don't know, uh, like they tr- like all like all like the woke jokes and stuff. It was, I feel like that's all they that movie was. So it, it's the world's ending. Whereas, like, even you can't just give me to stup- get it back. It's literally about the world Rob ending. Riggle picking up his chopped off dick in his mouth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I felt like I like the water bottle gag in the movie with Jennifer Lawrence, like when they get taken in and she's like, oh. Uh, oh, they charge her for water. Yeah, they charge yeah. her for water. They fucking bring them in and they charge them for water. <laughs> and water's like super expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not. Not that same magic, I can't even think. I can't really think of a comedy. I know there was Bros. Post twenty fifteen that really. Uh, Bros. I haven't seen that one. I just remember the back. I remember the. See, I think I've ever seen the preview for that, and that it was being championed. Like, it like, looked a, like it just looked cheesy. Didn't yeah, it? It was, there was a movie called Good Boys. I haven't seen that one. It came out like a couple years ago. Boys. Yeah. It's almost like role models in a way. If you guys ever seen that. Oh my! Yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, um, a m- more modern movie that's hilarious is uh, Nice Guys. Oh, nice I like that. Nice Guys one. is really funny. That was like, but that one's like gets pretty dark. It's well. more, yeah. You it's, it's a dark comedy, but it's with uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Yeah, that one's good. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. They're like private detectives. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I can't think of anything like past- anything on on uh old school level talladega nights dodgeball anything I'm, remotely near that level yeah. the only thing i think of is don't look up and it's doesn't even that movie doesn't yeah doesn't oh. come close to those yeah all i can think about is tv or like the hangover i guess was kind of a little bit past that era 
The Hangover came after Twenty One Jump Street, and that was those were funny. The first two, no, no, but those no, are kind of standalone. But the trilogy of Hangover, and that's came still before. that's Adam McKay yeah. too, uh, right? That was a Hangover? quadrilogy. No, who is that? That's Todd uh, Phillips. Todd Phillips, yeah. And he did uh, Joker, which uh, turned out to be a huge hit, which is crazy. Yeah, I can't think of anything recent though. Movies are like unintentionally hilarious now. Like Megan is supposed to be. I think now I'm, every I'm movie just to see needs Megan. comedy. I really yeah. want to see that movie. I feel like maybe it was made for like the TikTok generation or something. They're like loving the wig and like her dancing and stuff. Like, that, yeah, that's like where I first I saw it through like social media. I was like, this, yeah. it just apparently it's really it great, felt like, evil. <laughs> it's really great sci-fi comedy. Okay. So it's like I'm excited. I mean, James Wan produced it. I'm like, I'm I'm ready for it. Wait, is yeah. it is it supposed to be a comedy yeah. or is it like fully like P- people are saying that it, it was made to look like a horror film, but like it kind of is, but it's more like sci-fi comedy apparently. Yeah, because like how strange it's, it's it is like, to like have this doll like. It's not like a the room listening. type thing where it's like, oh, Tommy was oh ma- <laughs> intentionally made it to be this way. When it's like, no, it wasn't like. Right. Or it's are, not. It's definitely not room. The room level. Okay. All yeah. right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. We'll see. But anyway, that should probably about end our episode. Um, I think we kind of got everything out of it. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. I'll, I'll recommend it to anybody who's like ever feeling down. I feel like I needed this movie. Just, you know, like it's a bro movie and I'm, you know, hanging out with, with the bros here. So feel good time. You know, one last thing or one last thought that I have on the film is uh, as I was watching it, um, it got me thinking about like friendship as a whole and what that role sort of like looks like in my own life and i saw like another video on um this person they were talking about like the death of the squad you know uh in terms of like our ideological uh movements throughout time um and it made me really miss think back on like types of friendships that I had in my life where I've always like gone through like ebbs and flows where when I was really young I could be friends with like anybody but then I moved away and then I didn't have any friends and then I had like another small group of friends and then all of a sudden like I went to a different high school and then I had no friends and then I got friends no friends friends no friends and this I'm wondering you know, it's making me really value like the the friends that I do have in my life, um, because it's like lately I've been thinking like, man, I don't have like a whole lot of like friends to like hang out with or like talk to a lot, um, and this movie made me feel content with the way things are, and to really cherish the moments that you do have because. I found myself wanting more screen time with Schmidt and Jenko uh, because even though this movie is about them together, uh, you don't really get a lot of them together on screen, I feel. Um, You know, where it's like a calm environment, where they aren't like having to do something. Hmm. Where they're just just hanging out. Where they're not working. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It montages their like friendship. Yeah, and at the start. Yeah, and it just or it just always feels like you know like not enough time in a way, and 
I guess I'm trying to think of that in terms of like my own life where like even right now like this is the first time that we've all like hung out in a very long time and I find myself that as it's nearing the end of the journey it doesn't feel like it was enough time it wasn't no I watched a three hour version of this movie you did? No, I said I would watch. Oh, you yeah. would? Oh, sure. <laughs> we would get more time with them, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but that reminds me of another film that I watched uh, a while back called Happy Hour, which was directed by Ryusuke Hamaguchi, uh, who directed Drive My Car. Uh, that was like a Oscar winner, like I want to say like last year or something like that. Um, this was one of uh, his earlier works. I want to say from like 2015. And it's like a five hour long movie about these four women in Japan who are navigating their lives, but they try to come together to meet up and hang out and like go on trips together in, you know, at least like once a month. Mm -hmm. But then throughout that month, we see their lives taking course. You know, some people are going through divorces. Some people are uh, losing their, their touch with like their work and like their meaning in life and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, it just makes me think a lot about, like, uh, friendships and how the ones that are meant to be there sort of, like, endure. They're, like, the rock that is, like, sticking up in the ocean, like, just before you head out too deep into the waters and stuff. It's like, the waves can, like, lap against it, but they'll be there, you know? So, yeah, uh, I really appreciate hanging out with you guys it feels like it's been a very long time and uh thank you all for listening as well is that it <laughs> I had a dumb joke. That was a good ending right there. You peaked in high school, motherfucker. Oh, oh shit. I shot him in the dick. You shot me in the dick! Oh, oh my god! Yes! 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 You are under arrest! You came out my ass! You have the right to remain silent! Yes! 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 We did it, man! We did it! God, I feel so good! We did it, man!